Herald of Steel beckons. War on the horizon. Chaos reigns supreme. But who will save us? Beckons of the Herald of Steel is a 5th edition homebrew campaign. It is a high fantasy and old school flavored campaign run by me, the young Rognard, and my friends. Let's meet those friends now. I am Anthony Santiago, and I'm playing Norhill Hammerstone, Dwarven Fighter. I'm Jared, and I'll be playing Jarzak, the Orc Warlock. I'm Ryan, and I'm going to be playing Klika, the Goblin Sorcerer. I'm Veronica. I'll be playing Anton, the Human Cleric. While many prophecies are written, our story has yet to be completed. Follow us into adventure. Welcome back to the podcast. It is I, Grognard the Young, the Young Grognard, kicking your tail live with an episode of the Beckons of the Herald of Steel campaign with the adventure, the Herald, and the quest, the past. In the last few episodes, the party had made it to Fizzeri in order to, uh, well, find a portal to a very spooky negative plane in order to slurp a soul, put it into a bottle, and, you know, save everybody. So the party have just found their way in through the old uh, Pooperino, uh, as the locals call it, uh, the sewer track uh, with the help of their spooky uh, nightmarish friend, Baril, um, as well as their friend Gorendi, a master of pick and locks. Uh, the party have entered this location in the hopes of finding the portal somewhere within, but unfortunately, uh, the two people they brought with them either know very little or apparently have a living fungus on their chest with an eyeball that blinks at them. So really, not a lot of help uh, for the party members at this point. So the party, having infiltrated as they have, are now stuck in what appears to be the uh, bathing room here, or at least one of them. Uh, the party have just cleaned up but you really can't wash out the smell of uh, the old military uh, industrial poopy complex. So, um, yeah, Beryl stares back at you guys with his strange fungusy looking growth on his chest and the eyeball blinks at you before pulling his lapel on his shirt back over it. And he looks to you guys and lets off a little murmur and a little... <laughs> Uh, so, uh, everybody saw that, right? I would normally I, if people, I, but I don't have that prepared. <laughs> I, if I remember correctly, I don't think actually everybody did. I think only like one person didn't, and I think it may have been you, Norhill. I think if I remember correctly, I think it may have been you, but I'm not entirely sure. Yeah, it's, uh... Okay, yeah. Uh, so Norhill well, is too busy. I'll say, I'll, I mean, I'll say this much. No, I think it was me. Person... I, the last perception check I rolled was an eight. Okay, so I think I was it was everyone say, I, but Klika. I think that if the party wanted to, as long as one person says, like, what the fuck is that? Everybody will have a chance to look. Because this guy's been creepy all along, and if somebody points and says, ah, I'm not going to keep it from you guys and be like, no, you weren't looking. Like, Beryl's not quick about hiding this. So as long as everybody's uh, not just standing there dumbfounded and slack-jawed staring, yeah, then the entire party's fair to see it. And Gorendi, at this point, openly yells out, and he says, What in the nine hells is that? 
no, Norhill will turn around from bringing out his beard to look at it. Don't say it like that. <laughs> the old beard, beard slime. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, and then Norhill will very slowly and carefully uh, reach for his weapon and say, Beryl, I think you've picked up a strange monster from the sewer. Let me get it for you. Stay very, very still. As you get closer and closer, Beryl holds his hand up and he says, uh, if you get any closer, I'll leave. I'll scream. I'll get exactly what I want out of this place. They'll lock me up. But if you want my help, you'll do what I say. <laughs> you can't just leave that thing where it is. Oh, I think it, it's supposed to go. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I think going to put a head on Orhel's shoulder. He says, I, I think for the time being, we should let it be. If this was going to be a problem, you think it would have happened already? Mm -hmm. I imagine. And so he says, oh, sorry. So I imagine Beryl has some form of control of whatever. That may be. So that Beryl just started, starts giggling to himself a little bit. And he says, I am fully under the control of the Great One. Clinker really doesn't like how that sounds. He said it exactly <laughs> like that. Yeah. Can Norhill swing at him and try to knock him out? Yeah. Oh, right. Oh, we do take to. a lot of swings at uh, traveling companions, don't we? You know, it's often, but it's always okay, just to knock them out, right? Pretty much always for their own good. <laughs> right. You can tell him that when he gets back up. He'll be fine, probably. Uh, nor nor he'll got a uh twenty two to hit. God. Okay, you definitely hit him. Uh, so Norhill's gonna hit him with the hammer side. Okay. Uh, that's going to be ten points of potentially non-lethal uh bludgeoning and lightning damage. Okay. Um. Yeah, it doesn't knock him out. It definitely hurts, but it doesn't knock him out. He just club him upside the head with the hammer. It's like, ah. I mean, I'll I'll say that because you've got the split attack, I'll let you get a second one in. Say you just combo bomboed him. Okay, that's going to be a thirteen to hit. Okay, that's still good. Uh, that's going to be another twelve points of potentially non-lethal uh, bludgeoning and lightning damage. Okay. So on the backhand swing, you clonk him over the head, and he goes teetering back and lands into the pool with a splash, the bath behind him. Um, and as he does, you see that green stuff on his chest float up and float upon the like the top like a bunch of duckweed and just sort of float on the layer of water, like above it, like a grease spot. All right. Uh Norhill's gonna try to pull him out from the top uh, out from under the marshy stuff uh, out okay. of the tub. Alright, let's roll for initiative at this point. Oh my god. Yeah, yes. I'm also a little bit thrown off by the fact that Anton sees something very potentially awful and evil, and Anton's like, Norhill, please. 
We have to work with this extra dimensional evil beast. We are gonna have to go to a messed up place anyway. I'm like, we, we don't we should, like we gotta hey, this, this dude's been all smiles so far. We have no reason to believe it's evil. He seems to be enjoying himself. Well, we don't even we have like no idea what this is, and I got an eighteen. Okay, I got a nineteen. Did anybody beat that? Twenty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, naturally. All right, what else we got? Six. Fifteen? Okay. Okay. So it seems like it's Klika, myself, Anton, Norhill, Darzak, right? Or no. Wait, who got six? Norhill. Damn it. All right. Jarzak Norhill. <laughs> All right. So with that, uh, Klika's first act as the spongy green duckweed seems to float on the surface in the tub. Um, go ahead and roll me a perception check real quick. Nat 20. Okay. So you hear people in the hallway outside this door uh, sort of having a conversation amongst themselves, and one of them sort of blurts out with a very loud laugh. It sounds like they're not moving in any particular direction, and it seems like they're just in a big hallway as their voices echo. It sounds like they're probably a good ways down the hall, so they didn't hear much of what's happening in here. But it definitely seems like if you guys are a bit louder, they're going to know something's up. It's not the usual yelling that happens in the bathroom. Okay. Clica will. Um, guys, we gotta be real quiet. It sounds like there's probably guards not too far away from here. And then what am I in initiative for? Like, what? what's happening? With I mean, Norhill sounds like he's about to go scooping him out of the tub. And it yep. seems like because this thing has lifted off of it, you can choose not to do anything. Just figured rolling the initiative off the get-go might be a good way of uh, preparing ourselves in case you wanted to do something in particular at any point. Okay. I guess Klico will hold her action to help Norhill remove the body or remove the sleeping tiefling or to attack this stuff if it starts attacking us. Can you roll me a wisdom check first? Or a saving throw, rather? Wisdom saving throw. Oh, blazes. 13. Okay. So the 13, you hear a certain buzzing in the back of your head as you look at the green mushiness and prepare to help Norhill out. Mm -hmm. uh, this buzzing sensation that you feel in the back of your head, uh, it makes you feel, how do I say this, very unnerved. And when you try to orient to see where the buzzing seems to be coming from, you feel a very strong sense of vertigo. And for a moment, you feel like very confused. But you look at the pile of slime inside the tub and realize that one of the eyes is looking directly at you. Mm -hmm. um, because of this, can you roll me a d10? Pretty good nine. Okay. So, in that case, yeah, this is the normal amount of derangement that Klika's used to. She's hung out with these guys long enough. <laughs> Which but, guys? Um, <laughs> I mean, you know, the good guys. Um, okay. Alright. Um, Alright, so in that case, you prepare the help action. Excellent. Or okay. to stab um, it with Flicker if it starts getting uppity. Since you're prepared action, then? Yeah, like I said, it, it's either going to be to help Norhill or 
attack this thing if it starts attacking us, but right okay. now also, Clink the... is just not quite sure. Okay. So since it goes to my turn, um, the thing floating in the pool, uh, all the eyeballs on this thing begin to open up and sort of flutter and blink rapidly as it looks around and sees you guys all kind of slowly moving around it to try to figure out what the heck is going on with this pile of moss here. It slinks out in the most unpleasant way possible, like a legion of centipedes just skirting across the surface with a very gross little noise as it sizzles across the water surface, climbs out of the tub, flops to the ground with a wet sound like a floor mat, and just yeah. skitters out of the chamber, sliding underneath the door. Like a, like the scurrying of just like a thousand ants. It just slides under like a little greasy stain. Mm. And uh, at that point, um, Gurendi just kind of under his breath just says, did I just see what I thought I saw? Cleco really hates this a lot. A lot. Yeah. I really wish you guys had gotten more information out of that guy, but you know, we'll leave that for the next adventure. <laughs> I'm sure nothing bad's gonna happen here. But anyway. I mean, he's uh, still Gal alive. Yeah, I mean, Burrell's still alive. He's good. He's kicking. Well, not so much. He's unconscious in a pool of water face down, so he's probably not doing very good. But, you know. Well... You know, nope. he has a number of rounds equal to his constitution score. Yeah, it, it hasn't even been a full too six many. seconds yet. He'll be fine. That's too many. Um, So with that, uh, Anton, on your turn, would you... I mean, I guess we can break the initiative now. I, I was um, just going to try to, like... Would it make sense since when he heard, like, the Great One, like a religion check or something, to get a better idea of what the hell he was talking about? 100%. With a religion check, by what it was. Uh, let me let me a second. Uh, bah, 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 bah. Um, oh, I, I don't think I did so well. I got a seven. <laughs> You've ever had a pretty good religion check? I think one time you did. Yeah, and that was to yeah. identify the pillar, which is really a... weird. Just that that, that <laughs> the one I tower, thinking, and you're just I like, was thinking that. Oh I was just like, man, we never get. Oh, I have proficiency in religion. Let me give it a shot. Okay. I don't know how you're gonna know this, but go ahead. I'm going now twenty. What the fuck? My second one for the night. You want to tell me uh, how it is that you know about a demon? Hmm. Well, you know, Kalika spent a lot of time with the Tome Guard in their libraries. That's why she has <laughs> Arcana, History, and Religion for her three proficiencies. So, <laughs> well. Um, She's a well-studied eight intelligence goblin. Well, unfortunately, you you know exactly what this thing is. You're, I mean, you're slightly dumb, so I mean, you know, you're like, <gasps> so you mispronounce <laughs> it a little bit. Yeah, but the, this thing is this thing is called an alkalith, which it's very clearly a demon. Um, you know that much, and after hearing serving a great one, it doesn't mean that it's you know like an old one. It's not like some Cthulhu-esque nonsense here, but instead it probably means that there's a demon prince or somebody of some sort of demonic power that's being served. But an alkalith is a very unfortunate demon, which you yourself know about, one, the madness that you almost, you know, succumb to when looking upon it. Um, but the most important feature of an alkalith is it's sort of like a mobile teleporter, where what it does is just clings to and attaches to a surface or a realm of some sort, 
and it spreads open and opens basically a portal to the abyss with which other demons may pop in. So they work as sort of a really shitty sort of uh, entryway into our dimension. But you know that these things, for what they're worth, are very powerful. Um, one might say that they have a CR that's double digits, but they're very powerful. Um, and thus, this is not some rinky-dink critter to end up in here. So the fact that something like this made its way in through the sewer and has plans on going in a very particular direction, potentially, that could spell some chaos. But, yeah. Well, guys, good news, bad news. Bad news first, always. Uh, <laughs> looks at Norhill. Um, so, that was, like, kind of a demon and it's probably going deeper into the prison to go spread out on a wall to open a portal to let a bunch of other demons through um so ah. that's the bad news but the good Ooh. news is maybe there'll be so many demons that we can just get right through without anyone bothering us I'm not sure we can let that happen. Well, I really want to hear Anton's perspective on this too, by the way. It's kind of hard to imagine us stopping it without ending up in prison. Well, we have no idea why it's here in the first place. Well, we know it wanted to get for Beryl to get arrested so he would be held in the prison, we can assume that's where it wants to be, and is probably Actually. headed now. Why Don't it... forget also, from, from your knowledge, uh, the Alkalith is pretty stupid, but it's not like animalistic intelligence, so it's, you know, predatory behavior may have set it up so that Beryl would be forced to go there as a way to like, you know what I mean? Like, it, there could have been a plan deeper than just get to the prison itself. I don't wow. think that it's wrong to assume that, but if this critter managed to get through the shitter network to get here, like, it may have other plans that are kind of sneaky and conniving like that, you know? It's a welcome mat from hell. Something oh. about that makes it way creepier. What are the odds that it wants to use a powerful teleporter to increase its own abilities as a portal? Um, oh, no. Not likely. Okay. Not likely. From your knowledge of it with a crit, it's not likely that that's the case. This thing functions as its own teleporter, but it does have some implications that something would want to bring creatures here. You know what I mean? Mm. But especially because, because most of those teleportation circles could potentially also work as a two-way directional thing, meaning if somebody were to open up the portal to the abyss or, or hell or something like that, you know, things could come in this way too. You know what I mean? Granted, you would assume that the reason why the Lich sent you here is because this thing is very well safety-rigged, that that wouldn't happen. Mm -hmm. But it's not far from the possibility that somebody could figure a way to undo that, you know? But you were saying, Anton? Just curious, did it, did it happen to go leave the room in the same direction that Klika mentioned there were voices? There's only one door. Oh. Uh, Anton pauses and he's like, Klika? Do... Do you still hear voices under the door it went through? 
So if the party members put their ears to the door, they can very clearly hear uh, a couple of people outside the door having a conversation. The question is if you'd like to listen in or if you'd like to go back. I want to listen in. I'm curious if they saw it. I doubt they saw it, but I want to listen. Would, would that just be a uh, um, perception? I got a... God, I'm doing bad tonight. I got a six. Ew. Okay, so you really can't hear much. You just hear muffled voices. How Kleeka managed to hear it is pretty beyond you. Mm. Well, Antenda shrugged. He says, I, I don't think they knew it went through the door. So, there's that. But, and then he looks back at Marilla. He's like, do you need me to help? I imagine Norhill's propped up in the uh, propped up in the tub, so he won't drown. I was thinking that you didn't help him up. <laughs> He's just still floating. You guys are like, nah, it's all good. He's still got a few more rounds before it starts to be. No, I mean, yeah, no, I mean, no. Norhill is still going to, you know, lift him out pretty much immediately. He's from his perspective, he's saving this guy from whatever the scary monster is. Sure, sure. Um, okay. And so with that, um, yeah, so once you pull him out, I mean, he's still unconscious, and he's bleeding from a wound in his head. Non-lethally, but it definitely looks like uh, he might forget a few things that he knew before. Well, that might be advantageous, too. Uh, but Norhill will say, we should, probably, we should probably wake him up. If only because we need him to walk out of here. Do we... Do we want to gag him first? Do we know he's not going to start screaming as soon as we wake him up? No, we don't know that, and that is a good point. So, at this point, Gorendi chimes in and says, I don't feel like I can trust this guy. If he was willing to voluntarily carry that thing in here, I don't think we can trust him to help us with anything to get around this place. Well, if it's... What this one, he points to Gleek and he says, if this one is telling the truth, about what that thing is capable of that just crawled off of him? Who's to say he's not going to go try to help out? Do you think that he really brought us in here out of goodwill? I'm doing you a favor. I think you guys may have done that guy a favor. Can Anson recall how long they, like, since when they've met Beryl, like, how long he's been, like, a scratchy kind of guy? Has that, that's been, like, day one? The entire time. Literally, you met him scratching his neck. And I'm drinking here. heavily. Yeah, I'm curious. Gorendi knew of him beforehand too. If you remember, he was a he was kind of like a regular at that place. Yeah, Gorendi was he always like, well, odd. Yes, he he always was. The first day we met him, I mean, he came in begging for coins for drinks. He came in, he hadn't, you know, had anything to eat or drink in a few days, and it sounded like he almost basically swam across the ocean to get to this place. So he's always been a little bit off kilter. I wonder how long that thing's been with him. If he said it was under, he was under its control, we might have given him some clarity. But I think we also... Here's the other funny thing. Um, Just because, you know, we're talking about things under control of things... Kleeka knows, with her wonderful crit that she got on demonology, apparently, the Alkalith is not known for doing anything other than causing madness in people. It 
does not have mind control. So this this was likely of this person's volition. Whether or not they were, you know, somehow coerced into it, but they were not like a, a thoughtless agent in this experience. Uh, you know what I mean? <laughs> That's a very convenient possibility that he could have been just under mind control. But Clink is like, no, nah, I remember that chapter pretty good. There was no uh, yep. demon. Um, actually. <laughs> Uh, so in that case, Norhill will uh, tie him up, uh, hands and feet, and then uh, uh, shove in a gag. Um, because that's going to take you a couple of minutes, I am going to have to check to see if... Okay, so the guys in the hallway keep chit-chatting. Did anybody want to spend more time listening to them, or are you guys all just going to chill out and hang out here and sort of guard the door with weapons at the ready? Ant I mean, is I... Gonna... oh, yeah, go for it. Anton's perception is much, much better than mine. We'll see. I haven't been rolling too great. Uh, okay. right. You don't need to roll for it because okay, this okay. is going to take like a minute's time to get like you know a good ear in on it. You'll probably be able to creak open the door just a little bit and get a way better ability to listen to it. So, because it's going to take a minute for Norhill to do all that tying up and everything effectively, um, unless Norhill wants to do it very quickly, I imagine Norhill would rather do the job right while it seems like nobody's coming. Absolutely. Okay. So, in the time that it takes for you to listen in, uh, you overhear a couple important details. One, um, they're talking about how some guy who works there with them is a total jerk, and they think he's been cheating at their games of cards. Um, they also talk about how somebody's been stinking up the the old latrine pretty bad. Uh, at one point, they mentioned that it's probably the cooking, and that they've been getting a lot of fish from the coastline, and say that the uh, the boys down in Staffwind have probably been tainting the fish, giving them all you know stomach pain because they got sort of a, a run of rivalry. But more importantly, you hear a couple mentions that the uh, sort of the master of the fort has been running everybody, uh, you know, running everybody ragged, just because Master Tethrid, Master Tethrid Ravenshelm, as it is, uh, sort of the guy who runs the fort, apparently nobody's seen him in a few days. And he's been so busy in his studies that they've allowed, like, all the lower-ranking officers who, you know, are above these guys to call the shots and said it's been a real nightmare. So everybody's been working, like, doubles. And they also mentioned that because, like, the... Uh, What's it called? The Ambassador Chatu, who comes from the Aetherim, the floating city. Uh, they say that because this guy's been causing trouble and sneaking into places he's not supposed to be, it's just, it's been a nightmare for everybody. So everybody's on edge. Everybody's exhausted. And on top of that, they complain that they've been running a lot of drills lately, and it's been a lot of surprise drills. So they say, we could at any moment have an alarm go off, and everybody would have to get their weapons at the ready and swarm either to the garden or swarm to the entrance or swarm to the towers. And they said that they're tired of living under such a uh, paranoia uh, sort of racking regime. And both of them start to kind of joke about the idea of quitting and leaving and going to live in Azkabellum, where apparently things have been doing pretty well. It definitely relays all this information back to the group. It says we might. I like thinking that you instead of like very intricate details. You're mm -hmm. like, they had bad chili last week and somebody's poop really smells. <laughs> Meanwhile, you guys who climbed literally through it. Yeah. Like, you know, they're there. <laughs> but, um, okay. 
So the information's relayed back. Norhill finishes tying the guy up, and the guy's laying there on the floor, still well unconscious from getting double smacked in the head with a hammer. Clinka will have taken that time to get herself properly cleaned up. That sounds right. They'd probably clean up Jarzak, too. Yeah. Jarzak, who keeps sneaking back over to the toilet. If she doesn't get him now, it's going to get set in. It's going to take weeks to get out. <laughs> um, I mean, you guys Shawshank Redemption your way in. So, I mean, that stuff's probably built in pretty bad. But, you know. Yeah. Um, so, okay. Well, he's secure. Do we want to try to question him or... Shall we just make our way out? Um, we might just be better off leaving him. I think he doesn't know how much he's going to want to help us now. Not at all, I should think. You may be able to question him. <laughs> but you know, I'd like to do that. You could probably just wait a couple more minutes and try to shake him awake. Yeah, I mean, we we are here. We already got probably some of the most valuable information that he had. Yeah, was there anything else he was going to show us inside of the prison? Well, supposedly, really? he was aware of some of what it's like on the inside, and he wanted a book from the library that I super don't think we're going to go get him anymore. <laughs> You've been very bad. I don't think you've really earned this book. Yeah, I really, like, it doesn't make too much sense to continue dealing with him. Because. Very well. Uh, leave, leave him here, I think, is the sensible option. Now the question remains what to do with the two people outside. Well. Maybe they'll quit. They were talking about it. Just really make the bathroom extra gross and call them in. And when they see it, they'll be like, yeah. what the fuck? <laughs> I don't think we have, I mean, the, luxury still have the armor. Yeah, I don't think we have the luxury of waiting that long. You guys still have the uh, the disguises, right? Don't you have three of them? Yeah, I think Anton, yeah. Charzak, and Kar Grindy. Yeah, Grindy. Yeah. I mean, I suppose okay. if one of the disguised people wants to try their luck, go out there, say they're relieving them, or that it sounds like everything's kind of uptight right now. So just like, oh, urgent summons, something like that. We have some information we could use to make it more believable. Jarzak, you're probably going to be the one who does it, though, because you do have the best deception by a country mile. Unless you want me to do it, Grendy. You guys can listen to me just have a conversation with myself for the next Fuck yeah, dude. Like... <laughs> yeah, Grendy seems like a good choice. <laughs> Someone else should go with him. It might be more believable if you arrive as a pair. We've been out of the shower together. Be like, we're here to relieve you. Be like, I think you guys are busy relieving each other back there, but you know, <laughs> hey man, what happens at Fort Shieldvale stays in Fort Shieldvale. Huh, well, okay. So what's the plan then? 
I mean, you guys could also just, I don't know, summon them in here. Be like, we found this tiefling. Where did he come from? Now, while they're inspecting the tiefling, we'll sneak out past them. But that has a lot of risks as well. But I do know it's kind of weird that they're coming out of the showers. <laughs> <They've>... <laughs> Why are they guarding the showers is my question. Well, nobody said they're guarding it. They're in a long hallway outside the bathroom. Okay. Well, I guess if they're not, yeah, if they're not like right outside the door, we could peek and try and figure it out. As long as they don't see us coming out of it. If you'd like to roll a stealth check to get a better view, I can definitely afford that. Twenty-four. Okay. So, yeah, once you uh, peek your head out the door just a little bit, you could tell that the hallway beyond is a straight shot hallway. It's about 15 feet deep, and it runs roughly uh, like 60 or so feet. Um, from what you can see on one side of the hall, because the way the door opens up, uh, you can see that there's a couple of doorways, one of them directly across the hall, and the other one farther to the end on the left side. Uh, at the very end is a single door, uh, which looks a little bit more reinforced than the other ones. Uh, but you can't see what's going on on the right wall. The right wall being the one that's closest, uh, the wall that your door is on, I guess is the best way to say that. But yeah, the two guys are just kind of standing in the middle having a conversation. Well, what are the scrolls we have again, Jared? We have... If you ask me what they are again, I'm just going to make them up. Like, chill touch, chill touch, chill touch, chill touch. It's like, damn, yeah. why do we buy all these? <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh. Let's see. We have Charm Person, Disguise Self, Minor Illusion, Silence. Well. Up to you guys. I was going to say, because the other problem is, even if you got out of this room made in the hallway... Where the hell are you going next? Well, you got like six doors available to you, and you don't know where <laughs> any of them except for one go. So it might even make sense to try to get information out of these guys, but that will require creativity. Yeah, Personally, I believe. I think in... that. Oh, I'm sorry. I was gonna say I believe in you, Jarzak, and whoever goes with Jarzak that you guys you can t <laughs> chat these guys up and. Figure out all the same the, thing. All the things we need to know. Hey, yeah, uh, if they weren't like guarding it, you could have come in from a different door and gone in here, probably. Assuming the door directly across from us isn't also a dead end in like a pantry or something. Like, so you're saying you came from the pantry to the bathroom and you've been in that pantry so long, neither of us saw you. Well, yeah, if you if you stealth your way out and they don't see you, leave the bathroom. Maybe you just. I don't know. But yeah, no, I got you got this. I believe in you, Jared. Come on, man. You got high enough deception. You could trick them into believing that that's not actually the pantry. Be like, are you guys <sighs> dumb? That's literally outside. <laughs> like, what are you talking Make about? Make sure to ask them where we need to go, which is the portal room. I'm sure they call it that, and they'll know exactly what you're talking about. You know, if I was a bad guy, where would be the <laughs> least defensible position for me to go? Yeah, I mean, I guess I can ask them directly. 
So who are you taking with you, Anton or Garendi? Uh, did you say Anthony? <laughs> is An Anton. Oh, I was like, damn, is Anthony going into the game? It's going to be <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah, no, I made a character <laughs> for myself and everything. <laughs> it's all very average stats, and I'm a first-level fighter. But you have so much <laughs> meta knowledge. Perfect. Uh, oh, meta knowledge doesn't teach me how to sword fight. That's fine. No, it sure doesn't. <laughs> but, um, okay, so who are you taking with you? I guess I'll take... Uh, Jarzak just looks back and forth between his options. And he's like, uh, you're, you're up, champ. Klika nods solemnly and starts walking out with Jarzak. <laughs> Very good. Gorendi looks to Anton and says, I think you know more of the world than I do. I, I have a feeling you'll probably have a better chance of uh, going along with whatever this one has to say. If he's as good of a liar as you guys uh, make him out to be. I was, I was talking to you, bud. <laughs> he just... So it looks Lying's like Anton not says, really Anton's forte. <laughs> he looks to Anton and says, Are you sure? I can't really be trusted in a fight. If things go south, I don't uh I don't know that I'm gonna be able to help us out out there. Well, if it's a fight that it leads to, I'll be there to pull you out of the fire. Uh, he just kind of shrugs. And with that he nods and sort of points to the door and he says, Go ahead then, lead the way. He could be a little more excited about it. You know, he just saw demon fungus crawl off of a guy that he didn't like. And you guys guilt-tripped him into coming in here. And he's like, fuck. You know I'm what? It probably would have been pretty bad for all of us if we didn't. And that demon fungus attacked us in the middle of us sneaking in. Uh, yeah, yeah. You act like that's what it wanted to die doing. Um, okay. So, what's Jarzak going to do? I guess Jarzak's going to try to go talk to him. Okay. So, you walk out in the hall, and Garandi follows after you, closing the door as silently as he can. And as you walk out in the hall, the two guards kind of look over at you for a moment, and one of them holds up his hand. They both seem pretty average guys. Like, neither of them look to be particularly muscular, particularly strong. They don't look particularly tall or anything just a couple of joes and uh one of them holds up his hand and he says hey what are you doing in the bathroom showers aren't for a few more hours oh garundi walk out behind you and he I says something happening there uh jarzak will be holding his stomach just oh man yeah you're gonna want to avoid that for a bit oh with that. This <laughs> fish kills me, man. And with that, he says, we were just talking about that. We, I, I genuinely believe that those staff one guys messed with the fish again. You know, they're so jealous of the fact that we got the better fort here and we always get the good food. I think it was them. With that, Grundy just nods feverishly to the point his helmet kind of slacks on his head a couple times. Um, but with that, uh, the two guys look to you guys again and they say, you know, honestly, I don't feel like I've seen you around here. What's your name? Uh, 
what was the name of the guard that we first met down at the other town? Well, I don't think he ever gave you a name. None of them did? Ah, oh, shit. Nope. I don't feel like it's in good practice to be giving people your name when you're a total D-bag. Yeah. I don't have a power move, honestly. Rob somebody be like, by the way, my name's Jeff. So go fuck yourself. <laughs> you know, at least I got a name to a face. <laughs> so he just stares there vacantly at you waiting for you to give a name. Garendi chimes in and he says, my name's Garendi. Mm. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, with Jarzak, like, Me too. We're... We've met people from like Tomgard before, right? Yeah. And what? I'm just, just Jarzak would use a name from one of them. Just the first name. I mean, the only first names you would have got gotten from any of them up to this point. That's a that's a step back down memory lane on that one. There was yeah. one that was the girl on the boat, yep. right? And then there was one of the tome guard that you guys met when you were in um, Dustwind. Um, gonna double check on our Dustwind pal here, but uh, I think it's Corian or Cor Cor Coran. That's uh... how I have it written. K O R E hyphen A N Coran. Oh, yeah, Coran. Yeah, Coran Del. Yep. Okay. I mean, you could say your name's Coran. Uh, definitely. Yeah, my, name, uh... my name's Coran. I just want something that's normal for like the humans. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to roll a percentile die on a one in a hundred. He knows Coran. Okay. There has to be more than one Coran in the world. Perhaps, but how many of them work for the Tome Guard? Uh, so anyway, he says, oh, well, I don't believe we've ever met before. Uh, either of you. Where are you guys from? Oh, oh or transfers. And then with that, they just kind of nod, and he says, that makes sense. This place has been a real, a real mess as of late. Yeah, they've what, been uh, calling for backup all over. Yeah, what have you guys been stuck doing? Oh, Man, we, we've been stuck on the, the south gate most of the time. Well, they, they just kind of nod and they say, well, usually you just get travelers coming in that way. It's not too bad, but they don't yeah. have you guys doing any uh, guard duty inside of here? Uh, not yet. Yeah, they tried to trick me into working overtime watching over that guy Chatu's room. Nah, you can't, you can't you're going to miss me with that one. I, I, I got to tell you. You couldn't pay me to deal with that troublemaker. And the fact Ugh. that we're even tolerating him in the first place, how long have you guys been here for? Uh, just just a week or so. He says, oh. So yeah, you remember what happened a couple days ago where he snuck out of his oh. room in the dead of night, ended up in yeah. the library? It's like, just stay put. Only a deception check. <laughs> what is this? Oh, yeah, right. Yep. Uh, that one. Oof. And so with that, he, he looks at you with a kind of a weird look on his face, and he says, oh, well, I mean, you're working the Southgate. It's okay if you don't know. You Trust me, we're all friends here, bud. I promise. You don't have to lie to me, okay? Anyway, what happened was, is he snuck out of his room. We found him in the library, digging around in the books and stuff. Scared one of the librarians near half to death, okay? I'm just saying, 
I don't know why we're tolerating some of these Aetherim weirdos in the first place, but what? I don't know. Why is he? Why are you, Master? Why is he trying to read books? Sneaking out to read. So that he gives you kind of a weird look, as these are all very much so like college-educated soldiers who all read extensively. So he gives you a weird look, and he's like, "Ah <laughs> oh. And he starts laughing to himself, and he's like, "I don't know. I mean, that is kind of a stupid thing to get out of bed for, right?" So they just chuckle awkwardly to each other. Um, but with that, he says, so, uh, all right, well, I suppose we should probably get back to what we were doing anyway. Um, yeah, well, anyway, if we see you around, uh, don't be a stranger, okay? And he gives you kind of like a pointed finger and he gives a little... Yeah, of course, bud. And with that, they walk to the door nearest to them on the left side of the hallway, and they walk out. Um, for a moment, you can tell that it leads outside to some extent, and this may be the garden that they were referring to, as you can see looking out there um, for a moment that the uh, sun is setting, so there's a nice sunset, but the sound of water, like in fountains, seems to be kind of uh, fallen down from above. Okay. So, with that, hallway's completely empty. Yeah, I'll let the group know. Okay. Gorendi's going to stick in the hallway and kind of keep the door open a crack and keep an eye out. All right. All right, Jarzak, where'd they say the portal room is? Yep. You know, Glika, you had the utmost faith in me being mm -hmm. able to lie yep. and get information, and they instantly called me on lying. Uh... I think I may have lost my touch. Can you imagine? You know, like that that actually makes me really happy to hear. I think I might need to chat with the deceiver more. No, again. that's no, that's the wrong takeaway. Well, how else will I deceive better? Maybe oh. you just don't have to. Maybe we can all just leave good, honest lives. Well, what matters is that the hallway is clear, and we know which way not to go to walk into them again. Yeah. Gorendi kind of leans his head into the doorway a little bit to you guys, and he says, guys, I think there's a few people coming. Norhill clams up. Should get out of here. Agreed. Can we... Which, did he motion which way he thinks they're coming from? Like, does he think they're because coming from the garden? The... Uh, no, he's saying that they're coming probably from, like, one of the doors down the hall. On the right hand side. Okay. Do we want to try and go through the door that they were standing in front of? Or is that the one you're saying they people are coming from? Yeah, that would be the one on the right hand side, right? Yeah, yeah. I, so yeah, we want to yeah, go yeah. so we want to go to the door on the north of the hallway at the uh, far end. Alright. So if you do that, you will be walking past them. Whoever this is coming down this way. Well, might as well just let them pass. What are the chances they're going to the bathroom? Probably pretty high. Oh my god. I'm going to roll a diarrhea check. <laughs> Ooh! Got a natural fudge. Um, so with that, the uh, troop, you guys can hear the murmurs in the hallway, and Grundy just kind of like stifles <clears> the whisper <throat> through the door. He's like, guys, guys. And as you guys hear them come walk down this hallway, 
from the sliver of the doorway you can see that's open, you can see Gorendi just kind of standing there awkwardly, attempting not to look at any of them and make any eye contact as the group walk by and walk out of the doorway across the hall. Um, and at this point, he just looks back through the door after the doorway they all go through closes, and he says, Oh my god, can you believe that we are in here right now? We need to get moving. Yes, we do. Yeah. All right. Well, you guys sort of have to lead the way here. Clica can't be opening doors unannounced. Is Clica yeah. going to hop in the backpack? I guess. Oh, yeah, because nobody has, st people still haven't seen Clica. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, fine. Nor, nor he'll hold the backpack open for Clica. Backpack, backpack. <laughs> Okay, so the, the backpack, backpack <laughs> is full of sewage um, dripped from the ceiling. Um, okay, and then what about Norhill? Norhill will just follow, I guess. Like, if there's nobody out there who's about to observe him, he'll just go with uh, Garandi and Jarzak. Alright, I hope you, you got just... a good plan if anybody sees you. Yeah, I was gonna say sort of pretend to be a prisoner, but yeah, even though oh. you know, uh, fully armed, yeah, uh, armored. I'm a prisoner, everyone. Everybody. We can't. Can we like? This... Mm. Oh, we have a... disguise self, right? Yeah, and dwarves are medium creatures, right? Yeah, yeah. true. So it. He can stretch himself out to be human. True. I mean, he won't be in guard uniform, but he at least, I don't know, be a little bit better. The other, I mean, the only other problem is that he wouldn't be able to cast it. Yeah, it's a self only spell, remember? Ah. I mean, unless the scroll has a command word. Not that I know of. Yeah, Not so. that I was informed of, so. Oh, so, okay. I I've gone turncoat. I have come to inform on the wanted individuals of my own free will. Still, I'd have to give over your weapons and armor. Still? All right, never mind. I mean, that was Grundy who said that. Not. I mean, can we just do something as simple as, like, I imagine I'm looking through Anton's stuff, like, just overly cover Norhill with some winter clothes and just make him look like a fat old man and he's getting pulled away. I mean, you could also technically make him wear the armor and just have him be very short and somehow find a way to stilt him up. I mean, yeah, Norhill is slightly taller than the average dwarf, so he could just be an exceptionally short human. But then we still have someone who isn't going to be an armor. So we should just go. Yeah, that's you fine. Just nice self on the person who doesn't have armor. So, does like, it, does like, it change their clothes? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't see why not. Or even just look like one of the two dickheads you guys just met with in the hallway. <laughs> That'd be pretty fucking funny. <laughs> it, it's, I could try it. He could be like, I could look like my younger self. 
Uh, I don't think you're able to cast it either. Really? I'm pretty sure it's not a cleric spell. Yeah. I mean, it, it is a cleric trickery domain spell, but it's not a cleric spell. That's a class feature. It's not on the spell list. Damn. I okay. guess I can cast it. Oh, boy. Yeah. Unless Kalika did it. But then we still have <laughs> the problem kind of, uh... of one. Now we have two people out of our <laughs> I'm... I think that we just take the risk. Hope that we don't run into anybody who we can't do. That wouldn't happen. Okay. Oh, if I cast, well, did we ever figure out if I cast a spell off a scroll if I can use meta magic? Although I guess I still couldn't twin yeah, spell it. Self, to, so yeah, it's still yeah. self. That's too bad. That'd be like that'd be like twin spell and mage armor. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So what's the plan? Are we just gonna hope that uh have a Norhill well, going Kent quickly is gonna work out? Hmm? Yeah, we we can dress up Norhill in the armor, and then Jarzak can decide this guy's self into a guard with armor. So yeah, I won't. So take then... off, I will. I won't remove the armor of the hall. Oh, okay. it'll it'll probably help bulk you up. Well, it's gonna make you wide too. Oh boy. What it's worth, if you wear the cloak that they have, you can cover the majority of your armor pretty well. I will say that it's going to give people an opportunity to notice that it's not their style of armor underneath it, a pretty decent chance of it. Um, but if you wear, like, the helm and the cloak, it'll be pretty passable. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, Norhill will do that, especially since the Helm of Steelbrand is out of its charge for the day. So yeah, he'll put on the helm and the cloak at least. All right, so now Norhill is passing. Anton is wearing the gear. Garendi's wearing the gear. Klika's going to be in a backpack. And Jarzak is going to be using Disguise Self. So my question is, for well, Disguise Self... Oh, man. Just if he's just wearing the cloak, then I don't really need to, right? Well, I mean, he is also wearing the helmet, too. So if you want to go walking around without the helmet on, you could... But I feel like you being very much so an orc, and not just any orc, but like pseudo like ghoul orc walking around here. I mean, it might be a little bit more of a yeah. Okay, yeah. If you want to, you can use the uh, the spell. But if you do, my question is, uh, who are you going to try to look like, or what? Um, I. I guess I'll try and look like one of the guards that we were just talking to. So in passing, I'll say that because you guys had listened and overheard them a few times and you had the conversation with them, you know that their names were Thakrid and Telf. Uh, Telf was the more outgoing guy. Uh, he himself being very average looking, but his hair was kind of an auburn color. Um, so yeah, he had a few freckles and blue eyes, but yeah. Okay. Okay, so Jarzak casts a spell. Garendi starts praying and hoping that whatever's going to happen next won't be awful. Um, but yeah, what would you guys like to do now? Booty scoop. Yeah, I think you just got to move down the hall. Okay, so the party walk out into the hallway. And once you do, um, you can tell there's nobody out here um, at all. You can hear the noises of people beyond the door. Uh, to the left, on the left side, outside, and the sounds of the fountains. You can hear people chatting out there. 
Um, but in the same hallway, uh, on the right-hand side, there's a single door where it seems that group of people came from. Um, and you can hear there's other talking going on on the other side. Uh, but at the far end of the hall is a single door. Norhill will gesture at the door at the far end of the hallway and make like a hand gesture. I do you know, to question if that's the one we want. Randy shrugs. And so I'll just give a thumbs up. Let's try it. So the party walk down the hall. Uh, what's the marching order right now? Again, the hall is 15 feet wide, so it's not like you guys need to like single file or anything like that. And I guess it would probably be the most convincing people uh, in the front and the back. So like Jarzak and Gurundi out front. Uh, okay. Then Orhill with Klika in the backpack, like sort of in the middle. And then Anthon taking up the rear. Me. Me. I thought you were going to go for some sort of Doppler effect where we went from the, the tallest to the shortest, so your height looks natural based on perspective. So you just keep <laughs> trying to like make it look your average height, but just at a greater distance. Um, so with that, uh, the party peruse down the hallway. Uh, when they make it to the end of the hall and reach that door, um, again, it seems like it's a better defensed door than the other doors here. Uh, but it doesn't seem like it's locked or anything wild like that. Um, but once you make it to the door, what do you do? Well, I, I kind of look at Grundy and I say, I think this is your area of expertise. And so with that, he just looks down at it and he says, there's no lock. Is it a magic lock? Is that something I could tell? It doesn't look locked at all. It just looks reinforced. Is, like It looks like just a thick, durable door. Is uh, there any sound coming from the other side of the door? Uh, if you'd like to listen to it. Uh, that is going to be a 17. You hear somebody on the other side of the door sort of like talking under their breath and they sort of like to themselves be like, oh, God. Oh. <laughs> And Norville's going to sort of whisper, there's someone on the other side. They don't seem like they're well. Just the other bathroom. You guys just walk in like nothing. <laughs> um, okay. So that Grundy just kind of shrugs again and he says, Do you want me to open it? Uh Norville will step aside, uh gesturing, like be my guest. Okay. So he pushes the door open. Uh, before you is a pretty small chamber. Um, in it are two doors, one to the right and one to the left. Chamber is about 15 feet wide as well. Uh, and it's about 25 feet deep. Um, in the corner, at the farthest right corner, beside the door on the right, is a single guard who is clutching his stomach when the door opens up and then stands at full alert as soon as the uh, door opens up and he sees you guys. At his feet are a few trays of food with some flagons of drink and whatnot. Uh, and I would say that just a you know quick glance at the food, it looks like various levels of having been sitting out. Uh, looking at it, it looks like there's a few different dishes of fish on there. Uh, and the man stands there holding onto his gut, and he gives sort of a nod. And he says, state your business. Grundy just kind of looks back at Jarzak real quick. Um, Actually, roll me a quick perception check, Jarzak. Okay. Uh... My rolls eight. Okay. I mean, uh, the placard on the door to the right that he's standing next to, 
uh, in like gold or sorry, like a bronze plaque on the door. Um, it looks as if there is a name printed on there. And judging by the fact you can see sort of like a, a little fancy calligraphy and a little bit of like emblazoned, um, like a, what's what I'm looking for, like fancy designs. This seems to be a very important door, um, but you can make out like half the words on there. And it says Master Raven's Helm. Okay, so that's the door next to where he's standing. One would intuit he's guarding the door. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, we're here to see the master. So with that, uh, go ahead and roll a deception check. Okay. okay this is the part where we have the the natural everybody says well technically we are kind of here to see the master <laughs> no no that is 100 percent a lie uh, that that's fine for me yeah i don't uh yeah <laughs> this time is different uh a 17 so that he gives you like kind of a weird look and he says nobody's seen oh, oh and he grabs his stomach and he feels almost like it looks like he's like been stabbed in the gut and he just grabs his stomach and he says, all right, I'm going to ask you guys a favor real quick. And you promise you can't say anything. I need to use the latrine and I need somebody to watch my post for me, please. Okay. I'll cover please. for you. Go on. And then he sprints past you guys running down the hall towards the bathroom and just clutching his stomach. He's like, yeah, we so didn't, at what point... we, we didn't like yeah. stuff, but real down the sewer or anything did we i didn't think you did no we didn't say anything if you wanted to retroactively have done that that seems like a big thing for you guys to not who have addressed yeah i mean unless there was some place in there we could hide him where he's not in plain sight um no that's pretty unlikely considering how the place is set up yeah um the best you could do would be to stuff him between a couple of the tubs but even then, somebody who literally walks 10 feet in the room will see him very clearly. So um, he's uh, the, back down in the latrine, I guess. Yeah, well, the only other thing I could imagine is if you guys do is like a minor illusion to hide him. But, you know, a minute's time and a spell like that's not going to yeah. do you very well. So if you wanted yeah, to yeah. stuff him back in the latrine. I mean, yeah. the, the, the player, Jared, definitely forgot that there was a body in there with us. But Jarzak yeah. being there definitely would have taken care of that. Okay. Well, unless anybody's got some spells, I'm I'm thinking that the party would have had to stuff them back down in the turlet. So, yep. Garendi seems to be the least concerned with doing this and sort of enjoys stuffing them back down in the toilet. Okay. But if so... that's what everybody agrees to do with him, because it's going to be very scary when he starts screaming from inside the toilet. But at the same time, I mean, he has been caught here before, and he knew about the toilet entrance, so I feel like people would be like, damn it, Burrell, we told you to get the fuck out of the toilet! <laughs> <laughs> well, it might provide a nice distraction further down the line. Uh. Um. Okay. So yeah, so he goes rushing down the hallway, opens up the door. Um. So you guys are standing here. Again, there's two doors, not including the one you came in through. One across the hall, and then there's also the... uh doorway to your right um the one that's labeled master raven's helm so what would you guys like to do now i'd say continue through the door that's not to the master's office 
All right. So with that, um, Garendi just sort of taking that direction, sort of walks forward to the next door, puts his ear to it, and doesn't seem to hear anything. Uh, Norhill gives the thumbs up to go ahead and open it. Okay. So with that, um, on the other side of the door, uh, you guys see that this is something of an armory. Uh, there's a big giant metal cage surrounding the weapons and the weaponry in here. Um, but it seems like there's only one guard currently watching this stuff. And as you open up the door, he immediately blurts out and he says, what are you doing in here? Uh, just we're looking to see why no one was guarding the master's door. It's a good one. <laughs> okay, go ahead and roll deception. <laughs> I'll give you advantage on that, by the way. Yeah, that's good, because the first roll is a fumble again. Oh my god. Okay, you no, wow. fumble. I'm pretty sure you get bonus XP or something. Uh, I mean, I rolled a 4, so a 13. Okay. So with that, he Someone else gives needs you to start of... lying. <laughs> so he gives you kind of <sighs> a weird look. And he stands up, and he walks over to the doorway where you guys are standing. He looks outside the door. And he sees uh, over by the doorway where you guys are standing, looks over the master's doorway, and he says, oh, my God. Well, you know, honestly, he's been complaining about his stomach the entire evening. I I told him not to be eating the master's food. Whether or not he's come to his room is not his business to be eating the food that's left there. But, uh, yeah, I, I mean, no harm, no foul. He goes and he sits back down. And he says, we haven't seen the master in a few days anyway, so... I don't really know what there is to be protecting. It's not like you guys broke in here in some wild disguise attempting to break into this place to find some secrets or something, <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, you're a joker. Just say, yeah, yeah. we totally do, did that super sarcastically, and we won't have to make a deception check. <laughs> yeah, we totally the, did the that. Sarcasm. You know, I think the sarcasm part might be where the deception comes in, but, you know, I'm not really willing to split hairs on this. But, okay. So, now what? Uh, there is one other door in this room, one to the left. The cage takes up pretty much the majority of this room, uh, leaving only, like, a five-foot uh, alleyway to either directly in front of you or to the right. Um, it seems to sort of surround the majority of the gate, uh, the cage in here, where you can see, again, weapon racks filled with swords and shields and crossbows and other weaponry. Uh, a door to the left seems to lead somewhere else. Norhill will try to quietly signal that we should try to go through the door to the left. Very well. Okay. And so with that, Gorendi just gives kind of a nod, and he says, uh, well, we've got to get going. And he starts heading in and going to the door on the left. And the guy sitting on the stool there sort of lifts up a hand and points to him. He says, hey, wait. Do I know you guys from somewhere? I feel like you guys seem like new recruits. Oh, yeah, we, well, we're a bit new. Been here about less than a week. Okay. And with that, he gives kind of a nod and says, oh, well, I mean, you look really familiar. I'm pretty sure I saw you earlier today in the mess hall. I think we uh, introduced each other to each uh, like a couple weeks ago or something like that. Weren't you the one that was from Azkabellum and moved here? Uh, yeah. No, I mean these or guys. I'm just giving them. That he looks like I'm that just guy. giving them a tour. <laughs> Sorry. So, no. <laughs> 
Meanwhile, the real Telf walks in too, like my twin. Jars Jarzak takes a completely <laughs> different angle with this. <laughs> pretends they're long estranged twin brothers, and somehow fate Brother, has brought them to I each finally other. found you. Oh my god. You know, that's actually a better way of using the disguise spell than I ever thought possible, especially with your deception. It that yeah, it's been you bad, know. so I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, right. So with yeah. that, he just kind of uh nods as you say you're introducing him and he says, Oh, okay, I get what you mean. So does that mean they've already had some of the fish? Uh, uh unfortunately for them. Gorendi laughs nervously and says, Ha ha ha. I have diarrhea. <laughs> and just stands there. Had a boy. And he's like, ha ha. Mm. And with that, um, yeah, the uh the guy sitting on the stool looks at him and he's like, Ew. Oh, you need that checked out. I mean, we have a medic. And with that grin, he's like, No, I'm good. And he's like, All right. Well, might want to avoid the mess hall then, as he kind of nods to the left. All right, so that's where that goes. Yeah, we'll do. All right, he just gives a nod. Um, if you guys would like, you could step back out of that room. I want to ask him a question real quick. Sure, sure. Hey, uh, we'll get anywhere... you right. <laughs> anywhere cool that the new recruits would like to see around here? I just, I think I showed them everything they need for the job, but. I'm going to have you roll me a persuasion check, simply because this man still is a hired guard and soldier and likely is not the kind of person to be a, like. <laughs> a 30? Yeah, you want to go see some gross? So there's a chance he might be a little bit like, that is very much so against the code of conduct. A 30? A 30? Go to the bottom of the ocean and see something gross. <laughs> so with that he just kind of like gets a little sly grin on his face like uh, that time Spongebob found out the squid were actually like scrabby patties <laughs> so he like gets that little look on his face and he nods a couple times and starts to stroke out his beard a little bit and he says oh yeah well hmm trying to think about something but I mean you know if you go to the library there's some nudie books if you look Deep in the back shelves, you know, the one where the old librarian hangs out? Yeah, they like to keep them wrapped up. But those old elven books? Straight up naked elves all day long. Uh, oh. Not quite what Whoa. I meant, but like... is <laughs> actually a great idea. I haven't shown them yet. He's like, well, consider it a secret between us. <laughs> Will do. And he says, if you uh, ask the old librarian, Kamos, just uh, tell him you want to see some fine elven literature, and I think he'll know what you mean. Huh. All right. Turns out that's what the demons wanted. Just <laughs> super smut. Just some plus one <laughs> smut magazines. Queen Paleotrades made some unfortunate decisions in her youth. That's what this whole fort was built for, just to protect that one yeah. artifact. <laughs> Beautiful yeah, elven titty mags. I wonder what you'd call a play elf magazine. Um, it's called, like, Sylvan Appreciation. Um, so with that, 
the party very awkwardly walk out of there with a newfound greasiness to be found inside of Shield Vale. Uh, <laughs> turning away, uh, Gorendi says, I'm really sorry about that diarrhea comment. It's just, you know, it just kind of came out. <laughs> and then for a second, he lets that hang in the air and he looks back and he's like, <laughs> sorry. And, and, and Orhill actually openly laughs at that one. I like thinking that this is super not the time to be making poop jokes, but the party are still very well in their element. Like, like we're going to fucking meet the Grim Reaper. I think we can crack a few fart jokes while we're here. Be weird if we didn't. Yeah. So as you guys walk back over to where Master uh, Tethrid's uh, chambers are there, um, you guys can see the door that you left open where Diarrhea Man ran past you guys. Another troop of guards is in the hallway. And one of them points in your general direction and walks right up to Jarzak. And he says, hey, Telf, I got a question for you. Hey, what's up? He says, do you remember who was supposed to be watching the shift tonight outside of Chatu's chamber? Because uh... you said you needed the night off and you said that you uh, already got that shift covered. So who was it that took your shift? Yeah, I thought it was one of the new guys. Oh, what was his name? Jarzak's gonna just make up a name. <laughs> Gerendi, I think it's the fake yeah. name that Gerendi gave. <laughs> no, he gave yeah. his actual name. I, oh, I, I th- Jarzak could easily just point us out and be like, yeah, these guys. Okay, yeah, that's a good idea. Jarzak will do that. Yeah, it's uh, this guy here points to uh, go ahead. Anton. <laughs> okay. And so the guy just says, oh, well, I've never seen this guy around. Yeah, Tell me, are you tricking the new guys into doing the, the grunt work again? <laughs> no, no, shh, shh. And points to Anton uh, and says, do you have any idea how annoying that Chatu guy is? Hey, do, do you want to take him to him? Like who, the new guy? Yeah, the new guy. He says, no, 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 no. I'm going to stay far away from that door. I'm avoiding the garden altogether. Uh, Just couldn't because... get out of it altogether, I guess. <laughs> right. But he says, at last, at last I heard of somebody hanging out inside the garden, outside of Chatu's door, started turning blue. I don't even know what that means. Is that a bad thing? I don't even know. I don't know. That was one of those Northgate dopes. Oh. Probably was choking or something. You know, yeah, you know how North the North Gate Gators needs... be. <laughs> yeah, too stupid to chew their own food, am I right? <laughs> holds up his hand for a high five. Just, I just told my stomach, although it might be better that way. Oh. <laughs> well, Rendy takes the opportunity to high five this guy, even though high five definitely wasn't for him, and high fives him like way too hard and yeah. like directly and like pulls the <laughs> high five. And when he does it, the guy just. Looks at him with a real weird look, and he's like, "Is this one of the new guys too?" Yep. And that Garendi says, "I also have diarrhea," and he's like, "You know, <laughs> maybe you should have turned blue in the face." And they all start <laughs> chuckling amongst themselves, and the uh, troop of guys go walking back to the door on the right hand side, um, leaving you guys alone in the hallway. Well, Anton, I hope you enjoy your shift watching the weird guy. <laughs> Enjoy being blue. Yeah, could you imagine if that's what happens? But, um, okay. So what's the party want to do now? 
Uh, let's see. So we probably don't want to go into the master's room. We backed out of going into the mess hall, and we probably don't want to cross the courtyard. So that leaves us one more option. True. So the door to the right. Unless anybody disagrees. I mean, or we just set this crazy person free instead of guarding them. I think they're like a guest, not like a prisoner. Yeah, you've heard the term ambassador thrown around a couple times. Mm, okay. The right door, I suppose. So as the party go over to the uh, right-hand door here, or at least on your left now from where you're standing, um, there's a hallway, uh, and it leads to three sets of doors. One directly at the end of this long length of hall, and two identical doors on the left and on the right. Judging by the fact that there's still people in this hallway kind of chit-chatting, this seems to be something of a barracks, with either side probably leading to more beds and just, you know, general, like, rec roomy kind of stuff. Um, and a couple of the guys in here just give you guys sort of a nod and a wave as you open up the door and walk in. There's a single door all the way on the other side, which seems to look very different than the double doors on either of the barracks. What do you do? Anybody. Somebody. Or Grendy can just yell he has diarrhea again. I mean, that seems to be doing pretty well for you guys. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jarzak's doing all the talking, so. Man, Norhill's accent will probably give him away 100%, so. <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> Just like full Scottish accent instead of just like. <laughs> I nope. guess. You said there was a door in here. At the far end of this little hallway. I guess I'll just Jarzak will just keep walking through it. Okay, so as you walk over to that door, one of the two guys in the hall that waved to you and nodded stops you at the door, and he says, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa!" He says. I don't listen. I don't want to be a jerk, Telf, but I'm pretty sure you didn't get clearance to go that way. What What do you mean? Well, I mean that you know, going down that hallway, unless you're on one of the towers. I mean, pretty sure you're not supposed to be going down that way. Weren't you supposed to be watching over Chatu's room? No, one of the new guys is. I'm just giving him a quick tour. Oh, all right. Well, I mean. We'll you can pretty we'll much do a back. quick tour and just say that the uh, path to the left leads to the tower, and the path to the right leads to the other tower. And oh. both are off limits unless you have clearance. Using Jarzak. Yeah. I, <laughs> I don't I don't know why I didn't think of that. Oh no, that's not what I meant. But at this point, Grandy's just like, I have mm -hmm. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. I think that's that's it for the tour. And then so that the uh, guard just gives you kind of an oddball look, and he says, "Telf, are you feeling okay? You sound a little different." Uh, no, I have this bad cold, which is why one of the new guys is covering for me. Well, that he gives kind of a nod, and he says, "Well, you might as well get some rest, because, I mean, you know, we're not really getting a lot of rest when we can around here. I'm pretty sure that uh." When Master <coughs> comes up, have even more stuff to deal with. So I'd recommend you probably get some sleep. Yeah. 
right, I'll catch you guys later. And Jarzak will turn around and go back out the way we came in. Those of you guys are heading out that way. One of them chimes in again. And he says, hey, hey, new guy. And as the party turns around, he's pointing directly at Norhill. And he <laughs> says, what kind of armor is that? So, yeah, Norhill is going to sort of sort of look back, you know, so that the, his helm is still mostly um, obscuring his face. And he fights uh, his accent as hard as he can. And he says, from another chapter, I haven't been fitted for the right new size yet. Okay, uh, I'm going to have you roll a deception check. I'm going to have you... Okay, do, do me this. Do me a charisma check first. We'll see how well you can fight your own accent. And depending, I'll give you either advantage... I'll give you either a disadvantage or a natural roll for the deception check. Uh, that's an 18 on the charisma check. Okay, so you'll roll it natural for a deception. But I just love the idea that... No, turn back and be like, Oi! This beat me over from the... Yeah. <laughs> oh... Uh, that is a 19 on the deception track. Thank goodness. And with that, the guys say, I mean, honestly, judging by the make of it, I wouldn't wear any of this crap if I were you. He just kind of pats his own armor, and he looks over and he says, hold on to what you got. It looks pretty good. Uh, no, Norhill nods. I will inform the quartermaster. You know, like the people from the future in South Park. Remember the people uh, who use the time yeah. machine and come back just chicken sandwich. Like, <laughs> um, okay. So with that you uh, turn around and everybody walks back into the hallway, closing the door behind you. And Gurendi says, "How did you do that?" I don't know. Just natural skill. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Just. Didn't say the word diarrhea in <laughs> my first time meeting someone. Or <laughs> he pulls out a notepad and you see him begin to write out diarrhea. Doesn't know how to spell the H part, so he yeah. puts the paper and pen back. No yeah. oh, man. So isn't that just the worst part about diarrhea? Anyway, um So now the party's standing in that hallway, and a very sickly looking man comes walking out of the bathroom. Clutching his belly, and he sees you guys, and he says, Hey, I asked you to watch the door. Yep, the, the door's been covered in my sights. He says, The door's closed, you moron. Oh, I guess it is. <laughs> <laughs> so that he just gives you a very unpleasant look, and he says, Listen, I get it, Telfin. You're a little bit busy these days, okay? But if you're going to help me out, at least do the job right, okay? Can you imagine how much my hide would be tanned if Master Tethered came back and his door wasn't being watched? Come on now. Help me out, would you? My my bad. Next, next time I'll watch close. Oh, that he just kind of shakes his head and walks past you guys, closes the door behind him. I'm very surprised not one combat has happened yet. I, I just want to say, after all this role play, I'm like, I'm I'm kind of impressed that we've managed to deal with it. But yeah, granted, now we're going to have, have to try and go across the courtyard. And that, that that's where it's going to hit the fan, I guarantee it. Do you imagine? 
I'm just still um, very confused about the layout, but I'm trying to keep up. Yeah, I mean, well, that's the problem with sneaking in through the direct center is like you can really only figure out your way by, you know what I mean, scurrying yeah. to the left and the right and just slowly developing a better idea of the place as you're going around. But okay, so um, is the plan now to go to the garden? I really am glad that you guys respected that dude's privacy and never went to his private room, even though you knew he wasn't in there. And there's probably some good stuff in there. That we was really big of all for, of you. We, we do not know for a fact that he isn't in there. He has not eaten food in like two weeks. So <laughs> unless he turned into a plant person, is photosynthesizing. Hey, you know, stranger things have happened. Yeah, remember that thing on that the guy's demon chest? slinking around. Oh, right. Which you guys have also not seen that thing, which is alarming and also kind of good. Because that means well, somebody else might be seeing it right now. <laughs> it also seems to like to find hosts, so it could have found a host already. Granted, you only saw one host, so. Yeah, maybe that. Maybe they don't normally do that. Maybe it was just as weird for him as it was for us. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Very good. Um, so with that... Uh, the uh, party begin walking to one of the two doors that lead out to the garden when all of a sudden you guys hear the sound of an alarm going off inside of this place. It sounds like the gonging of a bell, but it seems to come from all angles of the roof above you. Um, and immediately you guys can hear the shuffling of bodies and footsteps of armored suits and everything coming from the door, uh, the door on the right, the barracks. Uh, immediately, like within 30 seconds, the hallway is flooded with about 20 to 30 of these soldiers, and they look to you and they say, Telf, come on, get the new guys in order. We're going out for drill. Okay. Come on, new okay. guys. So Line that... up. Let's go. <laughs> That's so funny. Okay. So, once everybody lines up behind Jarzak, you guys lump in with the rest of the gang and follow file uh, out of this place, walk into the garden, um, and in the garden you guys can see that this kind of connects in the south to a large stone corridor that leads pretty much out the front gate. Uh, this place itself fills up with about 50 or 60 soldiers, um, and the garden itself becomes kind of filled with them before everybody rank files and like fills in uh, to the courtyard uh, to the south. You can see the large gates to the south as well, where like the main entrance to the fort is, um, and everybody sort of lines up in a big group. Uh, in the front are a couple of guys who seem to be wearing fancier armor than everybody else, and they begin to start to uh, basically like count heads as the group stand here. Um, and as they begin to do the count, they start perusing past the lines of people, and this process is going to take about five minutes total to count everybody up. So my question is, what would you guys like to do now that you've got like five minutes uh, waiting for your turn to be counted? Well, I'm worried they're going to Or do you want to just blend us. in? Like, they're going to see some extra people there, right? Yep. Big time. But then again, I mean, they've also been hiring a bunch of people to come in and pull extra shifts. So might not be a problem. This will just blend in. I mean, if you guys can come up with a way to get away, this would be... We know that almost everyone's out now, so this would be the best time to do it. I mean, I know we want to head so, toward the towers. The problem is there's a tower on the left and the right. So, 
I mean, from what you guys saw of the building's layout from the outside of it, there's a tower on each of the four corners of the square-shaped building. Oh, no. Mm -hmm. um, is going to try to see if he can deduce exactly what the drill is for. Okay. So I'll say that because of your military wisdom and your experience with this sort of thing, this is sort of like a check-in as well as sort of a practice run. Um, the fact that they've been doing more of these leads one to believe that they're sort of in a time of war or a time of preparation for war and having people do these quick lightning drills where everybody gets up immediately to deal with the thing. Um, it seems likely that the Tome Guard themselves are preparing for some sort of warfare or they're in basically a time of danger where this sort of practice is more necessary. The fact they've been doing it very regularly from what you've heard from the guards that you've dealt with leads you to believe that war may be very imminent or this place may be under some sort of a threat. Um, the Them counting the heads and everything is just basically making sure that nobody's slacking off. This seems more the bureaucratic counting rather than like, you know what I mean? Like actually keeping track of everybody. This seems to like, it's like doing attendance, you know what I mean? Making sure that nobody's asleep during the alarm. So I'll also say this much, because Norhill has military experience, when he sees the drilling beginning outside and he sees everybody running out and prepping in lines, I'll say you guys have the opportunity at the garden door to choose not to go out. I'll say that Norhill has that much foresight into what this could be for. Yeah, um, so as we're filing towards the doors, Norhill's going to sort of hold a hand up for the party step aside and then make like he is watching the doors for the other soldiers to get out you know sort of like he knows like the place for a soldier is to you know watch the rear and make sure everybody's actually going before actually being okay. counted okay and so after about like 30 seconds to a minute the place clears out completely um, a few people you didn't notice walking by, including the guy who was watching the weapons and the uh, armory there. Um, you also notice that the guy who was watching uh, Tethrid's room did not leave either. Uh, that may, Does that make sense to Norhill? Because to me as a player, that seems sensible. Okay. It, because again, if this is just strictly for practice, those guys would likely know drills are coming up and would know not to go out because they're, you know, guarding important places. Hmm. All right. Uh, so Norhill will say we should have a few minutes. Since we're not actually on the roll, they shouldn't notice anything off. You can't kind of have two of me there. Right. <laughs> So is our plan Brother. to head back? <laughs> <laughs> is there a plan to head back down the way toward the towers and maybe we just have to fight off that one guard real quick? Uh, there wasn't even a guard that way that you saw. Those guys were just watching the hallway because they're hanging out. Oh, uh, gotcha. Okay. Mm -hmm. We also <laughs> have the door in the gardens. Probably that, oh, yeah. like, if we assume the, the like, base yeah, is kind of, like, mirrored. Yeah, unfortunately, the map for the gardens isn't perfect. Um, yeah. Uh, there are, on the left-hand side of the garden, the space opposed to where you guys are standing, there are four doors, and each one of them seems very regal, detailed, and well-fortified. 
Um, each one of them had a guard standing out in front of it before the drill began. Um, and these themselves are set up almost like little condos, I guess, with like plants and flowers and things sitting out in front of them. The garden itself is beautiful. The fountains in the center seem to be made like of pure silver. Um, and inside of either of them is a dragon, and it seems to be spewing water out as if it was fire or electricity or something like that. Um, but the plants here are exotic and beautiful, and the garden itself smells very pungent and beautiful, um, even with the door opening just for a moment. Um, there is a door to the north here, one single door, which also seems to be pretty well reinforced. Um, but yeah, that that's pretty much the garden. Sorry, I didn't describe that part, but... Um, did we know where we're actually supposed to be looking for the teleportation circle? Or it's Not just at all. somewhere. Uh, so we need to be looking for secret places, lost sanctums, boarded up doors, new stonework, that sort of thing. I will say um, the Lich and Threndiel did mention that it was beneath the place. And we need to be going down. So with that, um, Garendi basically mentions and he says, well, if there's stairways that lead up, it might be a spiraling stairwell and that might lead down as well. But if this place is very well defensed, it seems like they'd probably have it hidden away somewhere in particular. So I guess the question is, would they just know not to go down there? Would the fortifications be in the basement or below this place with the portal itself? I don't know. Hmm. Well, the portal is very old, so either the entrance has been lost or covered up by new construction. <coughs> that would be my guess, if nobody knows what's there. True. Well, with that, he says, it seems that time is of the essence. So whatever it is we're going to do, we should probably get moving. Right. Um, Norhill, I think we should go to the north. So you're going to run through the garden to go through that doorway? Yeah. Okay, I will say, if you do that, you will definitely be seen by everybody in the courtyard, especially the uh, captains who are doing the head count, and they'll see you run through that doorway. Oh, I thought that was cleared out. Hmm. Well, just because to the courtyard to the south, they're all lining up and, you know, gathering in the clusters, the guys who are doing the head count will see you run across the courtyard. All right, never mind then. Yeah, it's a very large open space. So I guess our best bet's the towers. We can at least check those out real quick. Very well. Okay. So with that, um, I guess the party head back towards the right-hand door. Uh, and as they go meander in that way, they see that the barracks is really well cleared out. And that door seems to be completely unguarded. Now, does it sound like there's anybody left inside watching the barracks? Not at all. All right. I know he will open the door. Okay. So once you push the door open, which opens with great ease, um, inside you find one long, long, expansive hallway, which is pretty narrow. It's only about 10 feet wide, but it stretches pretty much the entire width of the other hallway you were just in. Um, and it ends with two very well-reinforced doors, one on either end. I see we did the tower on the left. Uh, this is my reasoning. If it's near the mess hall and they're storing food, food's typically stored in the basement. Wines and things of that sort. 
that's, that's at least Anton's reasoning. Okay. I mean, that's oh, as good a reasoning as anybody else's. So the north then here? Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, yeah, Norhill was going to say the same thing because the drills are taking place to the south. So going north means we're less likely to be noticed. So as you uh, head over to this door, uh, you notice that the door itself seems to be locked. Ah, Grundy, it's time for your expertise to weigh in. He gives a nod. And he starts looking at the door, and as he puts his hands upon the door, he pulls them away as if he was just about to pick up a cobra, and he pulls his hands away gently, and he says, I, okay, listen, I know you guys are kind of new here, and you may know a thing or two about the uh, home guard, but are we not sure that any of these locks uh, may not be magically locked as well? I think a place like this would take good use of magical alarms and uh, potentially other worse things. So, um, are we entirely sure that even if I pop this lock open, we won't be uh, seen, for lack of a better way of describing this? I don't really know how this magic works, but I've heard worse. So, what do you think? Should I go for it? I don't think we have any Yeah, I'm not sure we have any way of knowing pop out of the bag and be ready to counterspell if she detects something going off, I guess. Okay. Um, How would you be able to detect that? I don't know. If it looks magical. If magic shit starts happening. Uh, In order to cast counterspell, you have to see and hear somebody casting a spell. Excellent. Alright, no one casts any spells then. Also, for what it's worth, Jarzak, your um, disguise spell is wearing off within the next couple minutes. Okay. Uh, yep, we just gotta trust it. Uh, try and open it. So with that, Garendi just starts to spit in his hands, rub them together, pulls out a couple spoons and a couple of prodding levers and begins to go to work on the lock on the door. After about a minute's time, he says, this thing is locked really well. I really wish we'd forked a key off somebody in the hallway. If I knew, I would have probably tried to sneak it off somebody, but do you think I should should keep trying, or what? Yep. Give us another shot. Okay. So he goes for another minute, and he pops the lock on the door. And with that, he stands up, brushes his knees off, and he pushes the door open gently. Um, Very stealthily so. And as he does so, um, he looks inside, and it doesn't seem like there's anybody in here. Um, the stone room before you, uh, I will say it looks sort of ancient. It doesn't look like, you know, like <laughs> crap a dungeon all of a sudden. But this seems almost like this could be part of an older structure itself that's been sort of refurbished to be more fitting to the sensibilities and the structural integrity of the building around it. Uh, Inside, you can see that this room doesn't really have much of anything else going on in it, and it's almost eerily bereft of furniture or any sort of sign of any life inside of it. Beyond is one more door that is also seemingly locked. And with that, Garendi just slaps his forehead and he says, are you kidding me? Uh, Norhill's going to step in and attempt to use stone cunning to see if any of like the refurbishment 
uh, in this room hides, I don't know, a staircase or an older door anywhere in here? Um, yeah. Yeah, you could try for it. Right, let's see. So I get twice my proficiency bonus for a stone cunning uh, check, and I roll history on that. Thirteen. Okay. So it doesn't really seem like this room is anything other than ancient construction. Again, it seems probably a functional construction, much like any other tower or anything like that. But this definitely feels like this itself could have been a standing structure at one point in time connected to one of the towers, as if maybe the tower before you is a particularly ancient tower. And this may have been like an antechamber or something like that originally adjoined to it. You know what I mean? That's sort of like, you know, the lighthouse keeper's cottage on the bottom of a lighthouse. So, with that... Should we, should we go in there and close the door behind us? Uh, yeah, absolutely close the door. Okay, and with that, uh, Garendi locks the door behind him and he says, I mean, if we weren't able to find keys on our armor, I'm sure not many of the other guys have keys in their gear either. So, with that, he says, so, should I get to work on this door? Yeah. Well, he's yes. going to stand watch on the outer door. So with that, he gets to work. Um, so after about a minute's time, he's able to pop the lock on this door as well. And he says, man, this was a lot easier than I anticipated. And oh, as yeah. he cracks the door open just a pinch, you can tell that his fingers seem to hit something of a barrier on the other side of the door as it swings open just a little bit. And with that, he sort of yelps and jumps back for a moment, again, as if handling a cobra, and he says, uh, something's wrong. What kind of something? Um, and he walks over to where the door is now slightly ajar, and he puts his hand on the open doorway, and it's as if he's putting his hand on a pane of glass, and he puts his hand on the wall and just starts, like, kind of patting at it, or at least where there seems to be a wall, where the door once was. Um, there seems to be something of a barrier in the open doorway. And he says, there's there's some sort of thing in this doorway. I don't know what's going on here. Magic. Beyond the doorway, because it's clear to see on the other side, there is an entire chamber on the other side with a couple of desks, as well as a stairwell that leads up and a stairwell that seems to lead down. Unfortunately, something is in the way of this door in front of you. And with that, Grandy says, I don't like this. Uh, Norhill's going to... Uh, does the door open wide enough to stick something through it? At this point, you cannot push the door open anymore. It seems as if the barrier that appears to be there is forming directly behind the door's surface. So him pushing the door open a couple inches, the door swung open, and it's already outside of his grasp. So the door is forced ajar with the barrier formed directly in front of where you could reach in and grab the door even more. Really, all you have is just like the first quarter inch of a hinge to be able to work with if you wanted to do something to it. But apart from that, it is some sort of wall of force between you and the other side. And so with that, he just prads his hands all over it again. He says, again, I, I don't like this. If somebody put this sort of thing up, this is what I was afraid of. Should we back out? No, this is that we have to go this way. So this means that we're going in the right direction. And so with that, he just kind of like looks back and forth and he says, which way can we go at this point? I think we've gone to the end of the direction. 
No, uh, if, the, if something like this exists, that means there's something behind this door with protecting. Jorzak, Klika, uh, maybe Enten. Uh, is there any way you think you can get us past this door or somehow remove the impediment? Mm -hmm. I don't know if I have a good spell for that. Um, I don't think uh, a healing spell is going to do Tiddly's co op. Um, give Klika a minute. Um. Can it, I crit? It is Domro's luck. Yeah. <laughs> Just keep going until you get a crit. Something random will help us out, I'm sure. It turns Jarzak into a snowman again. Huzzah! <laughs> Quick, Meltaman will, will reform him on the other side. Uh, can Imagine. I cast, cast Mage Hand to be on the other side of the... Um, um yes. Can I, I push think. against it? From the other side just to see yeah yeah you try to push on it on the other side with mage hand and mm -hmm. it doesn't seem to budge and it seems like there's a wall of force on the other side as well okay all right all right so now that clica knows that there there is actually it's not like an illusion on the other side uh i will grab i guess norhill norhill do i have um your consent to teleport you? Do what you must. Okay. And can I dimension door me and Norhill to the other side? Sure can. All right. Now, I probably should have checked my math before I did that to see if I have enough to go <laughs> back and forth for everybody. <laughs> I have no, to I'm go sure back three more times. So... Uh, well, well now that we're on the other side of the door, Norhill is going to try to examine more of the wall of force to see if he can, I don't know, figure out if it's being projected from somewhere or something. Yeah, do we see anything on this side that might Was it be odd? Can I make an arcana check or something? Yeah, yeah, we're on the um, other side. So on the other side of the door, there seems to be something of a series of glyphs in Draconic. Um, nice. Knowing Draconic, it appears to be something of a glyph of warding of some sort. And with your knowledge of magic, even though your great lack of ability score-based magical, uh, you know, score, uh, somehow you have a very good understanding that um, this sort of glyph would have a contingency of spells. And one of the contingencies in the spell is likely whatever is blocking that doorway. Now, I will say Norhill and Kalika on the other side of the door... Uh, you guys can quickly roll me a perception check. Five. Nice. Fucking got it. <laughs> Give me one second here. You got it. This is it. Minus one to peep in. Ten. <laughs> uh... Klika is able to hear somebody seems to be walking up the stairs from the bottom. Uh, it sounds like it's a long way up, but you can hear the sound of shuffling feet as if a couple of people in metal armor are headed up this way. Okay, can they hear us on the other, through the um, wall of force? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, Klika will just... Um... It sounds like some people are coming up from below, so Norhill, maybe our best bet is just to break the glyphs, and we're kind of done with stealth now. 
Okay, I will entrust that to you. Um, it looks like there's a couple of desks or some furniture in here. Is that accurate or is that just the map? Yes, 100% accurate. I actually made this map. Okay. That's why it's so crappy. Um, Norhill is going, I, I think it looks, I think it looks just fine. Um, anyway, uh, Norhill is going to- Brown like won't save you. And Norhill is going to like drag one of the desks across the floor and sort of mount it up on top of the stairs. Uh, so that if the people coming up the stairs come into sight, he can kick the desk down the stairs and hit them with it. Oh my okay. god, that's where we need to go, though. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Yeah, we can move it later. That buys us enough time for Klika to disable the glyph and get everybody else on the other side of the door. Okay, Klika's gonna try and, I guess, figure out which glyph is causing the wall of force and destroy it. Okay. I mean, you can try to. I will say that your knowledge of spells, I would normally have you roll an Arcana check for this, but I think because you're a high enough level spellcaster, you know that the spell's already been cast by the contingency, so to destroy the glyph now wouldn't really do much. Like, the, the spell's already in effect. You know what I'm saying? Destroying it now would render it useless for future uses, but for right now, it seems like this force is going to be up. Uh, if you want, you can roll an Arcana check to know about how long the spell will likely last for, but, yeah. A 21. Yeah, it seems like this thing probably will last somewhere around 10 minutes. Judging by how the spell functions and judging by, like, the setup here, this looks like it's probably also hooked up to a magical alarm spell somehow. So the right people heard that that door was opened, whether or not you guys knew about it. So, with that, hearing the footsteps coming up the stairs... Norhill preps the table at the top, kick it down. Um, what would you guys like to do now? Because we're going to have to start rolling for initiative. Uh, Jarzak, you might want to use silence now. So that at least they don't make a bunch of noise. True. Uh, sure, Jarzak will use silence then. But let me get gonna center it. He'll, he'll, like... <laughs> let me get Shadowblade out first. Okay, in that case, let's roll for initiative real quick, just so I can get that down pat. I got a crit. I got that one. Uh, Norhill got uh -oh. a 12. For a 6 total. Anson got 12. Alright, so I got 6 total for Klika. What did Norhill get? Twelve. All right. Did Jarzak get below or above twelve? Not twenty. Nice. So, what's your total? Twenty. Oh, okay. Of course, this is you the know, time. I, I would have thought you would have had a dex bonus, but me too. <laughs> you can imagine. Okay. Yeah. And then Garendi to round it out. Got a 10. Cool. Okay. So currently the initiative order runs with uh, me first, followed by Jarzak, Anton, Norhill, Garendi, and Klika. So uh, I suppose at the top of the round, you guys hear the shuffling of the footsteps as the guys rush up the stairs and get basically within eye shot. Um, the stairs, as far as you can see before it ends in a turn, go down about 30 or so feet. So 
Um, if Norhill had prepared the action to kick it down the stairs at them, if that's what I remember you describing it as, you could yep. do that now. Uh, Norhill is going to do that right now. Okay. So, okay, so as soon as you see them, that goes off. Okay. Um, so that goes flying down the stairs at them. Um, I'm going to say it's going to be a dex check for them to get... Well, I'll make it a strength check, because I figure with you can't dodge a, cha a table in a tight stairwell, so it's going to be more a matter of them being able to like catch it and block it. The ever you can dodge a cable, check. you can dodge it's a ball. <laughs> yeah. Um, so one of them got a save of a 24, and the other one got a 16, which I'm willing to say is is better than what we might anticipate for it, so we'll um, let them take that even, uh, the, like... The the sixteen would even save against like my class feature saving throw. So, so let's save ourselves. You can do the three d six, and we'll take half. Um, and judging by these guys' armor as they come running up the stairs, they both look to be at least high ranking captains, if not something more important. That's six points of potential damage, half to three. All right, that was not that great. Um, but at this point, um, as the table sort of sits awkwardly uh, above them <laughs> in the uh, in the space there, uh, one of them lets out a huge thundering boom, and the table splinters into pieces. And the other guy at the bottom of the stairs, seeing you at the top, having chucked that at him, uh, roll a dexterity saving throw. Oh boy, it's what Gorgil's good at. Eleven. <laughs> I don't believe that for a second, you lion punk. Um, okay. So as he holds up his sword and aims it up the hallway at you, he says, Halt! And as he does so, a shot of lightning comes flying off of his blade straight towards you, and you do not save. So, unfortunately, you take maximum, well, I guess all the damage, not maximum, that'd be pretty rough. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, uh, you take, let's see, 15, 22 points of lightning damage. 22, okay. No damage reduction this time. Oof. Um, Kalika very clearly sees the crackling of a lightning bolt come flinging up the stairs, arcs through Northill, and, like, harmlessly shatters into the wall behind him, leaving a blackened mark on the wall. Um, Yeah. Okay, so now it goes to Jarzak. Okay, I... Hmm. Where did you there... cast Silence, by the way? Um, or... I... Yeah, because yeah, Kleeka had the time to prepare the Shadow Blade, so you wouldn't mess with the verbal component there. Yeah, we yeah, cast nice. it... <laughs> I would have cast it on. Like you said before, yeah. Probably the top of the stairs or something. Okay, or you could even you could even um, uh, prepare the action to cast it when they reach the top of the stairs, if they do. Well, I would have because with Norhill kicking them around the stairs that. Probably would be good if it was a little silent. Yeah, probably. True. Yeah. But then again, it's only a 15-foot circle, right? So it's like, I, I'm pretty sure you wouldn't be able to... Or was it 15 radius? 
It's probably 15 radius. If it's 15 radius, you'd be able to arc it down, I'm pretty Maybe. sure. But then again, I don't think you have the line of sight for it. I'll I'll be I'll be kind with the 20, way that the map is. 20 laid foot out. radius. Okay, so yeah, that'll totally work. So from the wow, top so of the stairs. 40 foot diameter, goodness gracious. Mm. Yeah, that's a lot of silence. Just got real okay, quiet in so, here. All of a sudden, this is a, a very different kind of fight. Okay. Uh, oh, uh, does that well, mean that when that... The, the thunder spell went off, it was it within the radius? No, and it was lightning damage, not thunder. No, I'm the the one that's one. Oh, right, shattered. Well, technically, the silence was just cast on this turn, wasn't it? Yeah, fair. Because we prepared, because Klika did her shadow spell first. Yeah, I'm just saying, because but... you know, an interesting effect of silence in fifth edition is that. Any creature or object entirely inside the sphere is immune to thunder damage. You know, I did I not know that. that. Uh. <laughs> yeah, which kind of sucks for Booming Blade, but you know. Oh, well. Hey, whatever. It's not like he was that. These guys are going to be running around now that they know they can. <laughs> oh, no. Playing around this map. <laughs> Bring it around town. Um. Okay, so with that... uh. If that's Jarzak's turn, it'll go to Anton. But if you had anything else you wanted to do. Yeah, yes. Just the silence. And to get my weapon out. Okay. Cool. Um. Alright, so now it can go to Anton. Anton will stay at the... Because he can't get through that barrier yet. There's really no way he could break through it. He's going to actually mm -hmm. stay at the first door and keep burning hands ready. He kind of wants to mimic the whole, like, you know when there's a fire girl and they're like, you have to check the doorknob. If it's hot, you can't go that way. Kind of trick them. Like, if they try to go through when it's warm, should back up. Uh-oh, there's a <laughs> fire in there. <laughs> yeah, so uh, wait, wait, are you saying you're heating up the doorknob on the door we locked that we came through? Yeah? yeah. That, okay. All right, I just wanted to... All right, nice. Like it's locked in. It's hot. <laughs> um. Okay. So, um, very well. Uh, so if that's it for your turn, you can go to North Hill now. Uh, how far down the stairs are they? About thirty feet. Uh, North Hill's going to stay standing where he is, um, at the top of the stairs. Uh, and he is going to take the dodge action and use his dwarven fortitude feat uh, to spend a hit die and get a little uh, get a little HP back. Perfect. Okay. I get ten. Probably a good idea. Back. Okay. Cool. So. Um, all right. Uh, and if that's it for you, it'll go to Garendi. Uh, Garendi, with inside the chamber here, just panics, goes to a corner, and pulls a dagger out from his boot. And he just says, listen, no offense, but if anything happens and they pull us in for questioning, I, I really don't know what you guys are up to, so I can't really lie about that part of it, <laughs> but I hope you understand that uh, I agreed to help you, but not to die for you. Is Garendi inside the silence? I was going to say, he does all that, but he's inside the silence. <laughs> no, but we'll say he is. 
He thinks you guys can hear him for a moment. <laughs> he smiles, <laughs> shrugs. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So, uh, and then since that's his turn, now it goes to Klika. Is there a railing on the stairs going down? No. So you can just, like, tumble right over the edge there? Basically. Hell yeah. Klika will wait right at the top uh, and get the drop on one of the guys when they come up. Uh, So so prepare to stab him with green flame blade when one of them comes by. Does Green Flame Blade have a verbal component? Uh, nope. Somatic and material, baby. Nice. nice. So, um, would that the silence of the room is... You know, that's the beauty of having to fight magical warriors. Um, the silence is broken almost immediately as one of the soldiers at the bottom of the stairs holds up his gauntleted hand and yells out a couple of arcane words, the silence breaks with a, rever- a reverberation, almost thunderously so, and the man begins trotting up the stairs, making it about 15 feet up, which puts him basically within view of Klika. So if she was going to, you know, have prepared a drop on this guy, which I don't think that, yeah, because Green Flame Blade is a bonus action, right? Yeah. So yeah, well, technically it, you could attack. Yeah, it's 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 like a it's like booming blade where it's like the attack action. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So yeah, or it's a spell. Like get the drop on this guy. Okay, let's go. How's the lighting where he's at? Oh, it's very dark and shadowy down here. Fuck yeah. Twenty-four to hit. Jesus. Okay. Yeah, you hit him. Uh, 31 psychic and fire damage. Okie dokie. Um, so... Damn it, that's not even gonna help. Okay. <laughs> Very well. So, it was how much? 31. 31? Jesus Christ. Okay. So with that, he is gratefully wounded as you step. Yeah, gratefully wounded. Thank you very much. So you stab him in the neck as you fall down the thing with the green flame blade. Uh, yeah, he is very heartily wounded from that one. He's not bloodied, but it definitely hit him very well. Um, as soon as you drop on him and hit him with that attack, the one behind him holds up his hand, and a few wispy little white missiles uh, come zooming out from his hand. Um, and magic missile spell comes flying your way, Klika. Uh, I'm gonna um, cast shield with my reaction if I can. Sure. Okay, so as you cast that with the reaction, magic fight! <laughs> I know, it took a while to get to the point, but we're here, baby. <laughs> so, the guy who launched the magic missile holds his shield up and continues running up behind his buddy to join him 15 feet down the stairwell. Right at the edge. Uh, now it's going to go to Jarzak again on the other side of the wall. How angry is Jarzak that he spent our money on those scrolls and <laughs> just immediately oh, got dispelled? Just whiffed it out there. I don't know. That that uh, disguised self really put in some work. Yeah, that one did. So what's Jarzak going to do from the other side of the door? 
Um, Jarzak can't really do much. Uh, teleport. Oh wait, you can't target them yet. <laughs> if you, if we bring one up, you can hex them and teleport through it. <laughs> I'm just curious. Is there any way to break a barrier with like a physical thing? Like if you just whack it hard enough, is that like even? Um, if you had Arcana. Or Klika could also have explained it to you. If you want, uh, Klika can roll an Arcana check for this spell. Um, I did. I know we did it for the glyphs, but and we'll say oh, that. Oh, I thought I did it for the. It. No, I got a twenty-one on. All right, there we go. On the glyph. Okay, I mean, as far as you know, these kinds of barriers are very specifically not broken by physical means. Typically, only magical means. Um, but yeah, that's about it. Oh, so can I, like, throw a flaming ball at it and it'll break? Uh, no, it seems like that's just going to erupt in the small chamber you're in and probably hurt everybody involved. Not involved by choice, by the way. Gotcha. Okay. So. Uh, I guess, yeah, so what do Jarzak and Anton want to do? I think it's a little bit more free action on your side of the wall. He, he like use a like a uh, because I can do the two different elements now, fire and water. Can I like freeze it and then break it? No, I I would again I would say that just because the nature of the barrier is the way it is, it's like intangible yet tangible. You know what I'm saying? Is the barrier only across the doorway? Mm -hmm. Could we theoretically just break a piece of the stone wall? You could, but that'd be one hell of a break to break down the, the stone wall. Past wall. Can, can I, can I, can I use, like, a flaming sword and, like, melt through it? No. Damn it. Because stone doesn't really melt that way. Like that one scene from the family. That'd be one man. superheated freaking sword, man. I'd be worried about the sword itself. <laughs> that's all the radiant damage. I have the pirate illuminator behind me. The only other thing I could think I could do is I could like summon a holy a holy creature to help you guys out we'll down bring there. Bring that goddamn creepy candle into this. <laughs> yeah. 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 Bring it back. Click is very happy in the darkness right now. Thank you very much. <laughs> but should we be should we make sure no one's coming from upstairs? Like are we only assuming there's people downstairs? There's no chance someone's upstairs. I mean See, if you want to the real scary part of this watch our backs heard the alarm. Who else heard the alarm? That's a good yeah. question. That's why I'm like, maybe I should maybe I should summon someone else in there. Like I could summon a because I could also summon a celestial. They could just chill in there with y'all. Summoning shit. Just on the other side of the door, like, get him money. Actually, yeah, Jared, <laughs> you've hexed uh Norhill before. So he knows what that's like. Do yeah, it again. Hex, hex Norhill <laughs> so you can teleport in. <laughs> Just immediately it teleports it. behind you. Yeah. Schwink. <laughs> you know, that feels like something Jarzak might do. Well. Um. Yeah, I guess. Can I claim Norhill as my enemy? I mean, I would. I would say, again, just for the sake of role-playing purposes, in a situation like this where you know you're like a trapped rat, 
I'd be willing to say you can forego your friendliness with Norhill and hex him using your power, which again, because of your distance from the Deceiver, you've managed to uh, develop a level of control over it that you don't have to as evilly produce like a hex onto somebody. You could basically, you know, state the mantra, do the dance moves, and curse Norhill. Norhill will totally take all the negative effects of the curse. But are, if you can dismiss the curse the pretty Hex easily. Hexblade's curse or Hex the spell? Well, because I can teleport as long as I can see an enemy. Oh, well, yeah, no, then that wouldn't count. What if I plan to attack him after? <laughs> it doesn't make me an enemy. Uh, yeah, I think it's he's still your pal. I don't know. Okay. Just I misunderstanding, bud. Um, so does it seem... Oh. Yeah, I guess I will prepare an action to use my teleport when they come up and do an attack. Okay, that totally works. Okay. Um, Alright, and then is Anton going to do something? I thought, like, the only thing I could do was, like, summon, like, my candle person, but, uh, like, to watch the other stairwell. Because, like, the best I can do. Is that the Guardian of Faith spell? Yeah, because I was like, I could do the Summon Celestial, but I think they're kind of major, and I might want to save that person. Well, so I'm pretty sure yeah, Summon I mean, Celestial if like takes to. a long time. Wait. Oh, yeah, yeah. But Guardian of Faith, if you wanted to cast that one, you could definitely cast it in the doorway, the other doorway, um, guarding the back hall, and it would basically take up the entire hallway. Anybody coming near the back door is going to get radiant damage. So, you know, that's at least a very effective way of guarding the back door, which I'm not saying is going to be flooded with guards very soon. But yeah, I will say that the I'll, alarm I'll sounds. Summon it. Yeah, and get that ready rock. Okay. So, as you unlock that door and go to push it open, you notice that the same barrier is on the other door as well. But the door creaks open just enough that you can see around the corner and be able to cast the spell on the other side of the door. Cool beans. Get out there, candle boy. <laughs> God damn it. It's just Lumiere or whatever his fucking name is, right? <laughs> like, I really hate this spell. Mm. Um, I'm actually imagining um, the ghost of Christmas past. That's what it was. Um, yeah, 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 that's the Jim yeah. Carrey yeah, version the... of. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you know. Not great. Um, okay. That's and so with that, um uh Garendi again keeps uh sort of hanging out in the corner with his dagger and he says, I'll help you if I can, but I, I'm not thinking I'm gonna be much help here. Um at this you point keep on the, saying that. I think you're talking yourself out of being a great warrior. Norhill at the top of the stairs behind the barrier, fighting people <laughs> getting electrocuted. Still giving prep you know, talks. <laughs> <laughs> there's a certain level of uh anyway. Um, being okay. a father and being king, you have to know how to inspire your people. Um, so at this point, uh, one of the two guards uh, who's on the stairs uh, beside Klika aims up the stairs again at Norhill and launches another lightning bolt up. So if you could roll me another dexterity saving throw. 17. Excellent. So a 17 is... Let me check, let me check, let me check, let me check. Okay, that's good. So with that, you're able to save. 
Um, the other one at the bottom of the stairs, uh, or at least in the middle range of the stairs here, is going to just attack on Klika uh, multiple times with his longsword. So he swings in both times. The sword appears to be magical. Um, oh, I got a crit on one of the yeah. two swings. First swing is only about a seven, and the other one is a 26. Yeah, the so. 26 hits. Also, did I not take okay. any damage at all from that lightning bolt? Oh, sorry, you're going to take half of it. I was just kind of trying to roll with the punches on this one. Um, oh, sorry. So, with the critical damage from it, you take a whopping 10 points of magical sword slashing damage. Um, the lightning bolt, however, deals a whopping... That's actually not that bad. Uh, 16 points of damage total. Uh, and Norhill has 69 hit points. Nice. Nice. <laughs> uh, the one who launches the lightning bolt breaks from melee with Klika and rushes up the stairs. So, technically you have your reaction back, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Do I? No, I used my reaction to cast shield at the yeah, Klika hasn't had her turn again yet. Yeah, no. I got oh. the very bottom. You know, Klika, you're going to be mad at me when I tell you that I skipped your turn. Ah, that would do it. <laughs> hey, Norhill, you wanted to do me a favor and erase that damage? Hey, Klika, uh, it just so happens that that was actually a dry run. I didn't get a crit. So, uh, what would you like to do during your turn? <laughs> cool! <laughs> All right, uh, so I'm in base like, contact with one Klika of them. Got a, a, she got a glance into the future, and she was uh, like, oh, I'm so glad I go before them. <laughs> so that's what would happen if I stood here and did nothing. Interesting. <laughs> Click or remove that option. That. Okay. okay. Uh, yeah, so I will attack the guy that I already attacked. Uh, I'll use Booming Blade this time. Uh, is the other guy within five feet of us? He is. All right, then I'm going to twin spell it so I can get them both. Okay. All right, so that's a 27 to hit on the first guy. For okay. another yep, that's 34 damage. Okie dokie. And the other one, a 23 to hit. For holy shit, okay. that's almost max damage. 40 damage. Okay. He actually uses his reaction and blocks it with a shield spell as well. Yeah, you like uh, I use my reaction to counter spell. Do you really? Yeah. Magic that's fight. Clink has been crazy. waiting so long for this. <laughs> that's fucking rude. Okay. Well, very well. So, okay. So he takes the full 40 fucking points of damage, and that brings him to a near bloodied state already. Uh, the other On guy the takes shed. how much? 31? 34. 34. Okay, so he's already about to die. So he's bleeding out the mouth. Um, at this point, now that it's my turn, if that's the uh, end of your actions, uh, mm. apparently the future has been changed drastically due to this turn of events. Um, that so. The one who got hit with 40 points of damage is going to run down the stairs now, especially because you don't have a reaction to block him. So he's going to run down the stairs, uh, and he shouts out, and he says, Master Tethrid! 
Oh, they are geez. invading. Well, he takes, he takes four thunder damage on his way out. Uh, is, he a, he, is he disengaging? He is, but he's okay. 15 feet from you. I don't know if that has any... Oh, well, yeah. Okay. So, uh, the other guy, however, who's not running away, um, he's standing his ground uh, on the verge of death, decides he's just gonna go ahead and... Uh, He's gonna toss that lightning bolt back up the stairs. I'm gonna I'm gonna have you roll again for your dexterity saving throw, Anthony. Sorry, Anthony. Uh, eleven. You made it worse by reminding Dan that you have a turn. Yeah. <laughs> you know, listen. It's uh, the way the game goes, or something, or whatever. Um, I'll poke you with the healing stick. I swear. It's gonna happen. <laughs> Just from the other side of the window, just oh, please, you just took our share. Hold on. Um, <laughs> so you take uh, 18, 20, 25 points of lightning damage. Not not too much more than if you made the save. Um, but he's standing here still on the stairs, uh, basically holds up his shield, bangs it a couple times. And he says, you will die before you reach the pits below. I can promise you that. And he is now going to... No, I guess that's not going to make sense. Um, Yeah, so he's just going to start swinging on Klika again. It's almost as if his levels in fighter allow him a surge of actions. Mm. Uh, is Klika within five feet of me? Nope. Darn. Shooting bunny hop downstairs. Uh, I got the same number twice, and I'm imagining a 19 does not hit either time I do it. It does not. Okay, so he swings in both times. He's like, <laughs> does absolutely nothing. I hate this little goblin. <laughs> <laughs> so now it's going to go to Jarzak. Which, I guess technically that guy never went up the stairs, so I guess they're still kind of screwed on that. Yeah. Yeah, um, I guess I'll prepare the same thing, um, and I'll also let Anton know just uh, if they come up from the other way, uh, you can just claim I'm trying to break in if you need to save yourself. Oh, no, uh, Jarzak, please. Wait, no, wait, it, no, yeah, and then you can take me to the prison. It's much better than us both dying. Jarzak, we're going to get down there. I My hunch was correct. We are at the right tower. There's no way we're going to a prison at this point. Yeah, it's going to take one hell of a prison to hold on to Kalika. She's a slippery little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> she, she, she's, a, she's a living teleporter. All she needs to do is see the stars. Yeah. She just farts out of existence. She's going to be cursed with farting when she does it. I think that Jarzak should swing the Domero's luck at the barrier. If you Me too. Crit, I mean, the effect doesn't necessarily hit the door. I think you should roll for it just for the sake of, but, you know, that's me. Maybe I've just hit a certain point in this campaign where I'm trying to reinvigorate <laughs> it with some excellent chaos. Hey, you know, uh, the stars might become right. You know, just summons a cottage below, just squishes everybody below you guys. <laughs> like, you squished Dorothy. Um, okay, so uh, if Jarzak's going to just hold it, uh, and it goes to Anton, who's also holding, uh, unless Anton's <laughs> doing something else. Mm. 
Unless you have healing word or something. Actually, I do. Let me... One second. Yeah, I could do healing word. Typically, you could heal Norhill if you wanted to. I don't know if that's a priority or not. I feel like you yeah, get a lot of health, now. but... I'd rather just do it now. It uh... might be better to use a low-level healing when you've got the opportunity, rather than have to make the difficult choice later. Yeah, I'm just going to use the healing word. I'm just trying to tell how much it healed you. Uh, D4 plus wisdom per spell level that you cast it? Yeah, I think it's just... Uh... One second. What are you doing? D4? I think I got four, but... Yeah. There we go. Yep. Oh, um, I got eight. You get eight points back. Nice. That doesn't put me back at 69. It puts me at 68. Son of a gun. No. Damn. God damn I'll, it. I'll let you I'll have I'll let you go to 69. Okay. Nice. Nice. <laughs> nice is all around the table. Garendi sort of uh looks at you guys having your very honest moment between Jarzak and Anton and the whole like, if you need to get out of here, blah 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 blah. So Garendi's just like, Are you gonna cover for me too? And as you <laughs> you guys look over at him, he's like I have diarrhea. <laughs> like, I, I really got to stop saying that. That's not helping anybody. Um, but okay. So it's now his it goes catch, to it's his catchphrase now as part of the show. <laughs> just get a t-shirt and it says, I have diarrhea. Just because the uh, old beckons of the Herald of Steel and on the back, just in big text, I have I diarrhea. diarrhea. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, like, young Grognard merch uh, coming to an internet store near you. Honestly, I'd make that shirt just so I could wear it. And you know what? <laughs> I wouldn't be afraid. That one bit. Imagine having a shirt that just says I have diarrhea on it. Everyone you know, apparent, people have worn weirder shirts. You okay. and I both know that for a fact. That's my shirt, okay? So anyway, it goes to Kliga. Uh A very wounded and broken man stands before you. <laughs> Dale, I, I. <laughs> when was the last time I've had a turn? Yeah, when was the last time you kicked the thing oh, down no. the stairs? What is that after me? Uh, I, I, I was diarrhea? gonna say, I, I, I felt like this was gonna be a we, we get skipped a bunch at the start of this fight, and I was like, I won't say that. That's mean. <laughs> yeah, here we are. <laughs> It's because you didn't say it. I didn't pay attention. Yeah, yeah, Norhill, I'll tell yeah you the, the, the last time I got a turn was when I took the dodge action. Uh-oh. Well, you know what? I don't think it worked out very well for you. you I, got, I, got, take a uh, turn. I healed myself a little bit. I'm in a better position. That would have given you advantage on all those deck saves you were doing, too. D did it? Uh, dodge does. I always yeah. thought it was against attack. Okay, well. I didn't Stop know saying things like that. Don't <laughs> tell him. Um... So anyway, is it my turn? It's <laughs> your turn. Okay. Uh, Norhill is going to close the distance uh, between himself and the guy who's still alive. Okay. Uh, he appears heavily armored, right? You know what? I'm in good faith, because I'm sure we actually missed a turn back there for you, when that other guy was about to turn heel and, and run away, we can say that you managed to clear that distance then, and you can get uh, the couple of rounds of attacks in on them. I'll let you basically action right. surge for this one. 
Uh, uh, so, that, that was pretty shitty. And I have a feeling you could probably level this guy given the opportunity. Yeah. Uh, so what Norville is going to do is he, he's going to sort of like leap down um, the, the stairs a little bit uh, and okay. use a bonus action to fainting attack against the guy who's almost dead. Uh, so okay. that'll give him advantage on his attack roll uh, against this guy. Okay. Again, uh, so, I'm going to time machine this that you can say you jumped down on the last turn when that guy was there too. So the two of them are already in a pile. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so yeah, he jumps down uh, and it looks like you know he's going to go for an overhead strike uh, while he's falling, but then he doesn't. Uh, he goes for a low one with advantage. Uh, that is going to be a 21 to hit. Yes. Okay. Uh, so let's see. So that's a D8, a D6, and a D10 for the fainting attack. Okay. Uh, so that's going to be 14 points of magical uh, piercing and lightning damage. So on that very weakened guy that Klika beat the snot out of, uh, you're able to kill him with this attack. Okay. Uh, so now Norhill is going to turn his attention uh, towards the other guy. And let me just make sure that this is not going to also... Definitely still there. And he's yeah, definitely not already at the bottom of the stairs. So he is wielding a weapon, right? Oh, he certainly is. All right. Uh, so this one's going to be a disarming attack. Okay, good. Well, the fact that he's still here at the top of the stairs with you and Kalika is already a miracle of time travel. So I, 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 I was going to say, Kalika's seen a lot of weird futures. Just like, uh, damn, and that's what would have happened if Norhill didn't do anything for a while. Yeah. Uh, that, that, <laughs> all right. Uh, that's going to be another 21 to hit. Yeah, that's good. That's good. I could honestly cast shield, but I feel like a real douche if I'm like here in Norhill. Come on, take your time. I just block. But, you know. <laughs> that's pretty good. Uh, so that's going to be 21 points of magical piercing and lightning damage, and he needs to make a strength saving throw if he's not dead. He is not dead, but he definitely failed on that saving throw. Alright, uh, so he drops his weapon. Okay, so you smack the longsword out of his hand, uh, and at this point he shouts out down the stairs and he says, "Protect the circle, Master Tethrid! They are coming." Okay. Okay. So, in so good faith, a that was a four rounds skipped. of actions. So you could do the other one now. Okay, and uh, <laughs> Norville's gonna quiet this guy down uh, with two more attacks. Uh, so one of them is going to be a 13 to hit. The other one is going to be a dirty 20 to hit. 20 hits. Uh, that's going to be 17 points of magical piercing and lightning damage. 17 is a kill. Yeah, uh, so... Uh, Norhill, you know, goes, uh, chops him uh, in the side, and he goes falling down the stairs uh, amongst the remains of the table. Okay. Not great, but yeah, so with the time-traveling menagerie all completed here, um, I imagine Klika and Norhill are going to start going back up to the top of the stairs to go do something with the party that's left behind. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. at this no, point... Norhill walks up the stairs, uh, wiping his brow, he takes off the helmet, 
throws it down the stairs behind them to put the helm of steel brand back on. At this point, um, Norhill, uh, sorry, Anton can tell that there are in fact guards coming down the hall, and your guardian seems to be causing radiant damage to people entering the hallway. You can hear <laughs> on the other side the shouting of people being like, "We must protect." They seem to be just like shouting and throwing weapons and stuff at the glowing guardian. Um, but you guys are still trapped on that side of the, the wall. Fuck. So, what would you guys like to do now? There's gotta be something we could do to break it. Norhill's going to hit. Norhill's going to go down to the two gentlemen. Do they have anything interesting on their bodies? Uh, one of them's got a cool tattoo that looks kind of like a squirrel drinking margarita. But apart Holy from that, shit. I mean, there's really <laughs> not that much interesting going on here. Um, they have coin pouches and they seem to have keys on them that go to these doors. But apart from that, uh, one of them happens to have one of those strange blue discs that uh, you guys had found before, the pendant. But uh, apart so from Norhill's that... Norhill's going to grab the keys um, and the pendant, and he's going to carry the pendant upstairs. <clears throat> Do any of you think that this might help with getting us through this barrier? I mean, you could put it on it and see if anything happens. Yeah, Norhill will put it on and then try to touch the barrier. Okay. So, um, as you do so, it doesn't seem like anything seems to be affecting it. No, I don't think it works like that. Well, Kliga can just do a lot of teleporting. <laughs> I guess that's the only option. Okay. I'll stay here and somebody watch can, the stairs. I mean, somebody can pick up one of those Tome Guard guys and make them dance around, and you can pretend that Jarzak sees an enemy. <laughs> All right, that, that, gets, that gets Jarzak through. <laughs> okay. So, I, I don't know necessarily that we're going to do that, but I kind of feel like that'd be kind of funny to roll that check, but I don't I don't really want to. But I suppose Klika could say there's one left in, like... You know, I mean, can't tap, tap into some necromancy spells. He technically has that. <laughs> oh, I just Anime figured out a, a nice little way to save me a couple slots. So if I cast blink and then use the movement when I reappear from blink, I can save myself a dimension door on the back. So I only have to so dimension door going through with somebody here's the here's the very unfortunate reality that i didn't want to make you find out by accident um the wall of this spell extends through the ethereal plane well i mean like hmm. yeah but you're not how much time does it have left you said it was on a timer hmm. right yeah, I mean, it would seem that it's only been about five minutes since this whole combat began, so it could run out soon. Yeah, I guess, like, Blink, technically, it's not like I move while I'm in the ethereal plane, and that's why I reappear. It just says I can yeah, it, yeah, reappear really, within yeah. ten feet of the space I vanished from, so. Okay, okay fair enough. I can, we can be flexible about this. If you want so to you're saying you've got me. the spell slots... 
You you're saying you got the spell slots available to telly everybody through? Uh if I save a bunch with blink, uh let me see. I uh, one, two, and then I can two yes I do. Okay. So in that case you're able to pop through. Who do you pick first, second, and third? Uh, me, me third. Yeah, I'm gonna take uh our friend first. Okay, Garendi pops through and he says, I'm glad you took me out of there. I don't know how much longer that thing's going to be able to protect the door. And then I'll go and I'll grab uh, Norhill, or not Norhill, uh, Anton, and then I'll grab Jarzak. No, no, grab, grab Jarzak you... first. Too late. I don't know if it's going to fuck up my Guardian. <laughs> I no, don't. Uh, no, the oh, Guardian yeah. lasts for eight hours autonomously. Mm-hmm. Can they so, kill it? No, it doesn't have certainly. points. It just runs out of damage that it can do. Oh, fuck. Yeah, which seems like that's coming very soon. But, um, okay. So you tell everybody through, um, and you guys stand at the top of the stairs. Uh, the smell of brimstone seems to emanate from below as you walk closer to the edge of the stairs and begin to walk down. Um and we're going to end with the sounds of a deep bellowing voice, uh, which seems to be uttering something in Infernal uh, that booms deep down below as the party sort of navigate down deeper down the stairwell here into the sub-basement, into a chamber that seems to be filled with a bunch of, uh, how do I say this, ancient-looking statues. The booming voice that you hear uh, Jarzak, who speaks Infernal, is very clearly able to tell that the voice itself is one coming from something massive, because the voice itself is so bassy and trembling. Um, but uh, Jarzak can discern that in Infernal, it's speaking of all of the thousands of ways it's planning on murdering and killing Master Tethrid for thinking that it could hold him in this location, and says basically that the moment that it gets its revenge it's going to do, you know, one, two, you know, A to Z different ways to kill a person. Uh, everything from, you know, skinning, vinegar, salt, all the bad stuff. Um, so we'll end with that as the party enter the space and Jarzak overhears that conversation. Um, yeah. All right. Go back. Hey, everyone. I want to thank you all for listening to another episode of the podcast. It really means a lot to me to have everybody listening in. And if you have anything you'd like to say, any comments or anything like that, shoot me a tweet over at ygrognard on Twitter, or you can even send me an email at younggrognard at gmail.com. I look forward to everything you guys have to say, and it's always a pleasure to engage with anybody listening to the show. And as always, be sure to keep things... Dungeons. Dungeons.